Hello, everybody. Hello, Ruel. How are you doing? Hi. You, you caught me uh, looking at my phone right now. I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! But the good thing is I'm back at home. Yay. It is so... Oh, my gosh. Yay. And that's actually one of the, uh, the things I was answering was someone from the restoration company got back to me about some things that we're still taking care of. Um, mainly, the thing is, you see behind me, there's no games. No, there, there are, are not. no games. Yeah. So they're in storage right now. I'm working right now to get them ASAP back from storage. And I think the day is going to be either Friday or Saturday of this week. So thank goodness. Yeah. I'll finally... I'll finally feel uh, a home, truly home again. But anyways, it's been a, an ordeal, but it's almost over. And I'm feeling sort of like punchy. I'm just like, how much more can, you know. So not only did I have the whole fiasco of plumbing issues and everything else, but I also had a tooth pulled during this time. I had yes. one, remember that? Yeah. That was fun. Other stuff went down that I'm not sharing. It's just like, you know what? I'm just happy to be home, you know. So anyways. Just in time that. for Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. And that, that was the thing. I was so I was so worried we weren't going to be home for Thanksgiving, but we are, so I am more than happy about that. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing okay. Um, no ongoing uh, pressing issues here. I'm still more curious about your situation. So, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I mean, is like your entire house in storage or did they like, I mean, I mean, cause they had to work in a lot of different rooms, right? So, or was it only yeah. your game room that they had to completely strip down and store? Uh, the game room was the one that was totally stripped down and stored, but also they had to access the master bedroom closet, which has one of the pipes that was, they had to fix. So the closet in the master bedroom was torn out. They took stuff out and then there, they, you know, thankfully we kept a bunch of stuff, but it was literally just in these big boxes in the living room. And I mean, it's so, so I'm, I'm putting all that stuff, you know, just hiding stuff right now. Cause we've got people coming over for Thanksgiving. So I need to get the living room all, all good to go, but we're, I, I'm almost there. We're, we're, I'm, I am just so happy to be home, man. It's, it feels, I can't, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, um, it's just, oh, it's just nice to sleep in my own bed again. God, yep. I, I missed it, you know, but. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at. I mean, uh, you know, the pugs are happy. They're home. Uh, Meeple and Mookier, they're they're back in their you know their habitat. They're they're happy and healthy. And uh, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I, I'm. It's been a while since I've had a turkey. Uh, my brother is. So I have two younger brothers. Um, I take care of a lot of the uh, side dishes, uh, and then my middle brother, uh, he's the one that cooks the turkey. And then my youngest brother, it's been a running joke since ever we're little kids. He brings the potato chips. That's that's his job. So. <laughs> um, Your younger brother is clearly the smartest one. It would seem he, he is. The, he's always been the smartest one of uh, us three. <laughs> but uh, what about you? Are you uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving or a Turkey we Day or whatnot? Are going to jump in the RV and drive down to uh, Salem, Oregon, which is I don't know. It's like a hundred miles from here or something like that. And uh, we're meeting up at. Well, not Jen's. It's I want to say Jen's folks, but that's not the case. Jen's folks for years had lived in Arizona, but about two and a half years ago, they came up for a visit, uh, staying in kind of like the guest bedroom of uh, 
oh, I, I think it'd be a cousin of Jen's. And so they were staying. And then COVID hit. And then they stayed. And then they stayed. And then they stayed. And they finally just moved in. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, they find. I mean, you know, just uh, a few months ago, finally ended up selling the place in Arizona um, because mo- I mean, they're from the Pacific Northwest. Most families in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, I want to say we're going down there. So we're actually going down to Shannon Robs, uh, where, we, we, but it is now the epicenter because that is really you know, where Ed and Nancy are. So everybody's you know, converging there. And Shannon nice. Rob have their own RV, but uh, they have a big enough. Um, driveway that they swear their rv and our rv will fit so wow we'll put that to the test um (laughs) and so we're gonna go there uh you know do thanksgiving spend the night in the rv and then the original plan was do some stuff on friday and then head west and do some more stuff on the coast and spend uh do another long weekend like we did uh i don't know a few weeks ago but we were just looking at the weather last night and it is going to be cold and wet and miserable everywhere in the pacific Uh northwest for Uh a week and so oh, we, no. we've canceled that and we've decided, no, we'll just, after we're done, we'll get back in the RV and drive back home and then winterize uh, because it's going to start getting cold here. And you have to winterize. You know, you don't want your pipes getting frozen or anything like that when it's not going to be used for a couple months. And then we yeah. will hit the road again in late February, early March for our big epic, I forget what it is, eight, 10, 12 week trip wow. um, via wow. Dice Tower West down to Utah and all that. So... That's what's going on here. Phew. Nice. Yes. Wow. That's the 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 Dice Tower trip west. I, I think that or the Dice Tower West trip. I, I would, there you go. I'm so envious of that. Not only you know, I'm going to see you at Dice Tower West. Obviously. Oh, you are going to be there. Games. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, but I, I just love the fact you guys are going to Zion National Park. That was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. It's oh, just well, that's good to hear. Yeah, we're doing yeah, Zion. We're doing so a couple of other ones. We're spending a few days at the Grand Canyon as well, uh, coming back up through Salt Lake, I think. Actually, no, we haven't really spent much time thinking about how we want to drive back. We went to, we've driven through Salt Lake once, and we thought it was real pretty, all the views. So we might go back that way, but who knows? It's, yeah. it's impossible to say. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the plan for the near future. But the plan for today, folks, is we're going to be doing the R&R show, uh, sponsored by a new sponsor. And I need to write that sponsor's name down. Because I keep forgetting it. Oh, it is okay. what is the name of them? Crafting Kingdoms. I am they're gonna write that down over here so I don't keep forgetting. Cool. Um right, there we go. Crafting Kingdoms. So I can put that on screen when I need to. Okay. Or, or just so I can won't forget it. And uh we're gonna be doing our top ten most thankful games. And we did not talk at all about what that means. I have no idea what you've come up with. You have no idea what I've come up with, but yeah. it seemed like an appropriate topic. Um Thankful yeah. to Crafting Kingdoms for giving us a bonus show by sponsoring. And uh, yeah. although, man, look up there. We're close to unlocking. I think we're going to yeah. have another bonus show in December. And, I mean, we are just 20 followers away from unlocking a bonus bonus. I mean, all of those wow. might trip in December, in which case it'll be wall-to-wall, nothing but R&R shows for the entire month if we can trip those last that. little bits. That would be fun. Yeah. I, I would love that. You know, this is always a fun time uh, when we can do it. I remember, you know, we were doing it weekly for the longest time. And, um, you know, now that we're doing monthly, which is great. I'm glad we're still doing it. But then now that we're, we've are we got these bonus shows unlocked, I, I love it. It's just, it's more of a good thing. Yeah, it's always yeah. nice to talk to you. Uh, now that, you know, you've got your RV, I'm coming back home now. It's like, oh, it's the life has changed, but it's, it's all good. Um, I do want to say hi to everyone in chat. Thank you. Uh, I've seen some well wishes yes, and everything. Yes, hi, chatty chatters. And... Also, yeah, someone, I think it was Ruckus who mentioned it. Oh, um, 
Oh, no, you, you did. Okay, I got it. So it says, Ruel has tempered down Nightbot. So, yes, yes. feel free to shout and do all the, the links and whatever, you folks. Nightbot is a little overprotective. And we say, you know what? We have a, a very mature audience. They can handle themselves. So we have tempered down uh, Nightbot uh, quite a bit here. Yep. Oh, I see me mentioning Crafting Kingdoms has caused some people to go and look at the uh, GameFound campaign. And somebody said, LED edged playmats. Yes, LED. Ooh. Here's the LED off. Come on, turn on. Did I turn on? Oh, I'm just... Oh, I'm pushing on button. Well, I better get this working before we go. Wait yeah. a minute. Okay. Hold on. Plugged in? It's. It must not be. Although, why wouldn't it be? I just... Mm-hmm. I turned it off last night before I went to bed. All right. Well, I'm glad we checked this now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, folks, you're watching the pre-show. This is all the stuff you get to see the making of oh, the sausage we go. Uh, before we uh, go live here or before we record. Oh, Whoa, is that on, really? Yes, and it comes Whoa. with, uh, I think it has a bunch of different colors that it can cycle through. What the through. heck? That's awesome. Yeah, this I, this is the Tron color, specifically. I think it's my yeah. favorite. Oh, I'm ready to jump in a light cycle right yep. now. That's awesome. And then it's got uh, it's got a couple settings where it just like cycles like th- a slow bleed through the different colors, and they just yeah. kind of slowly go all the way around. But then there's like um, you know some Christmas tree flashy ones that it does. Whoa! Oh, I totally want one of these It's now. really freaking neat, I gotta say. That's cool. All right, oh, there we are, man. back on green. All right, and so, boy, now I'm inclined. All right, turn off. Right, oh, ah. Just has one button. If you hold it for, there we go, turning off, holding okay. the button, turning back on. Oh, no, that's it. You tap the button. You hold the button to turn it off. You tap it to turn it on. That was my mistake. Tap okay. it, turn it on. I was holding to turn on, and it was, who knows what it was doing. That's cool. Do you have an overhead shot of that? Yes, I do. A... Um, nice. Because of this. Because here's, here's the problem. That camera, if, 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 if that camera were our eyes were, it'd be like you're sitting at the table like this. Right? <laughs> Which is why yeah. you can't really see the effect. Because you know, if I yeah. show it, you can see it's there. So yeah. I have set up, whoop, there we go, the overhead. Oh, yeah. So here's Look an angle people that. normally don't get to see. So that'll be fun. All right. That's cool. There we go. So... All right, hold it to turn off. All right, there we go. And so just tap it wow. to turn on, hold it to turn off. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Phew. So um, oh, when we actually man. get to the show, I'll be doing this, and I'll also be doing this. This, I do not know how heavy this bag is. They're also doing um, a bag called the Adventurer. It's a waterproof okay. game bag. And I have loaded this thing down with like a convention's worth of games to demonstrate its storage potential. But it's going to be hard physically getting it up onto the table. So, so that we can do the uh, overhead view. Whew. Yeah, let's be careful. Let, let's not hurt ourselves during the stream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that is really neat. So, I, uh, West Lloyd actually has a question. Maybe we should say it for later. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, or, uh, it's about the uh, playmat itself. Can it rainbow cycle? That's what they're asking. So. Um, I'm not sure what that means. It, it, I think it has four different animations. One where it just kind of like slowly pulses the colors yeah. around. One where it goes, oh, I'm green and now I'm blue. And now mm. I'm red. And now and then I think it's got like two of them that are just like switch, 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 bop, 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 you know, like twinkly light. I, if I recall correctly, right. I think those were the four. Um, now you've got me curious. Let's go on ahead and try I'll tap it to turn it back on. It comes with green. Um, I'm gonna call that dark blue, and then kind of a light purple, and then a red, and then tron blue, and then tron yellow blue. or gold, and then light purple, and then uh violety purple, and then an orange. And then, okay, so now this is the one where I think it's just going to pulse on and off, right? So it's going back down, and then it's switching to the next color. So it just, like, cool. fades in and out between the colors. 
It's good to know this before we actually start doing the show. This is yeah. one of the doop, 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 just, you know, the 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 colors. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, um, you know, going uh, going around really quick. I just go back to the overhead. That's the one I like. Do, 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 I, I like the one that's going around. Yep. And then let's see what's the next one is. I think it's the same thing, but slower, I believe. Because I, yeah. And then there oh. is this one, which is what? Oh, this is the one where it's just like slowly pulsing. So you can just like yeah. follow the purple around. And then it goes That's back so to cool. the standard green. There we go. Um, That's so neat. Yep. All right. And now I got to turn it back off. So it's a surprise when we get to the show. Uh, that is my awesome. normal overhead camera that just looks down. I had to unplug it and put it up on a tripod way up there. Because I was like, how am I even going to show this thing? Especially because yeah. that camera is so low to the ground that, you know, because the way it works, the LED is like stitched to the edge. So, okay. um, you know, if I'm down here like this, I literally can't see the LED over there. But if you're standing or if you're up high, you can you can still see it. That camera yeah, isn't yeah. high enough, which is why I had to set up that camera. Right on. Whew. Wow, that's so neat. All right. Cool. Let's see. Cool thing. Okay. Any other questions uh, for the audience, or should we start doing some stuff and things? Um, let's see. Ag Fox asks, "What is the first game you want to play when they come home?" Good question. Hmm. First game. I don't know. That's a that's a great question. When I get all my games, so I like ninety. I'd say ninety five percent of my games are in storage right now. Uh, the one, you know, it, it's funny. The one uh, Michelle and I wanted to play recently, and it was in storage, was Dice Miner. We, it was, uh, you know, it's just a, a dice miner. Oh, that was, yeah, you are addicted. That was our, that was our, that's been our go-to this year. It's like, hey, we got you know 20, 30 minutes. Let's just play something quick. And sure enough, we didn't have it. So that 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 one I'm looking forward to. There's also, oh man, what was that one? Um, I wanted to play um, Zapotec again. Uh, mm. That one I, I've been, I wanted to solo it. And it's in storage, unfortunately, because I, I wanted to, I, I'm going to be doing a run through on my channel of um, uh, Terracotta Army uh, real oh, okay. soon. So I, I just want to get back into the dice, uh, board and dice field, and I want to play that one. But I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to be practicing uh, Terracotta Army over the, this weekend. But yeah, that's the first one. Thanks for the question, uh, AJ Fox. Um, uh, yeah, we should do Q&A now, really, because what's happening okay. today, folks, is we're going to do some audience stuff, then we're going to do the R&R show, and then after the R&R show, we'll talk about the things, you know, our, our, our 10 through 6 thankfuls that we didn't actually make the main show, so you folks mm -hmm. get a little bit extra. And then, Ruel, do you, you have it set up? Go to your overhead. Oh, yeah. Um, if you can. press this. Where, where's uh, the button? Oh, my gosh. I've got the wrong button set up. Gee, we will have to practice this. Okay, yes. there we go. Yes, Ruel is going to be um, live streaming a game of Helionox, which ends its campaign tomorrow. And he's going to be doing it on this stream uh, because the publisher wanted it on the Rado stream instead of the Ruel stream. We're like, okay. So, yep. actually, hold on a second. Since we're here, let's test this. Um, right. If I... No, no, we'll test it afterwards because I've okay. got a, a system where I am going to be the relay. So the, tr the stream will just continue, but we'll be streaming from Ruel's computer to, um, through my computer to Twitch. It's a very bold and brave experiment that won't blow up at all. It'll work out perfectly fine. <laughs> I, lo I love the confidence. That, I'm 100% confident. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to see what happens, folks. Um, but it's going to be fun. I mean, so I've never played the original. And I'm, after playing, this is a really good game. I was very surprised. Um, you know, I heard I heard uh, Deck Builder when, you know, it was pitched to me. But then I didn't, you know, realize how much else was going on. I yeah. really dig it. So, folks, uh, stick around. It's going to be a lot are of fun. Are you going to be solo or what are you going to be demoing? 
I am doing the solo, yes. Um, okay. So, which, uh, which an, mission? I am on episode two, but here's the thing. Episode two, um, the publisher sent me new cards. He's oh, actually really? upgraded a bunch of new cards. Yeah, so I've got the new stuff here that has been changed uh, for the campaign. So I'm going to give that a run through. We're going to see the new things that have been changed. And, Let me ask uh, you this. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it doesn't matter because you're going to be doing it solo. But um, yes. when I did my run through, which was also of episode two, but apparently with old outdated crap cards compared to the new cool sexy cards you have, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because you've got my prototype. I boxed back up and sent it to you. Sorry, it was a bit of a mess. Uh, no, was... it's, it's all good. Okay. Um, um, wh- when when yeah, I so gave my this... feedback to them, I said, hey, for the multiplayer game, I really wish that there was a way that you could have bigger turns, you know, instead of all these small little baby step turns. And they said, yeah, we're going to do that. Did they talk to you at all about that? Or does it not matter because you're just doing the solo? Because I enjoyed solo more than multiplayer. Because in solo, hey, your turn is like a big turn where you do a bunch of stuff. Whereas in multiplayer, oh, I'll do a little thing, then you'll do a little thing. Then I'll do a little thing, then you'll do a little thing. Yeah, you know, I was wondering about that because, you know, I I loved it solo because, yeah, because you're doing three actions rather than two. Exactly, yes. uh, Yeah, and then just going through it. But then I thought about that. Like, yeah, in the rules it says you do one placement, then it goes to another player. Exactly, yeah. I'm imagining in a multiplayer game, it could be a little long. Like, I'd rather just do all my stuff at once, you know, and then go on, but... So uh, they didn't say anything to me. I, I yeah. just uh, we just talked about the solo. Okay, game, yeah, so yeah, because that's, that's what I'm, you're demoing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, when I was talking to them, my my argument to them was: imagine pandemic, where you oh on your turn you have four action points, but you can only spend one. Everybody spends one ah. action point. Then yeah. everybody spends one action point, and yeah. that would be horrible. And it wasn't horrible here, um, but it still yeah. would be much better. If, hey, if I've got two or three action points, let me just do them all, and then have the next player take their turn. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and they said, I yeah, that, that should totally work. So that's neither here nor there, folks. That's a little bit behind the scenes baseball you're getting to hear. So I was just curious. <laughs> but I mean, since you're yeah. only playing solo, I'm sure they didn't update you on that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. They basically, they just sent me uh, some updated uh, cards, uh, the cool, the cooler cards uh, now uh, that I have here, and um, some upgraded. I think it was updated event cards. But again, insider baseball. We'll, let's uh, you'll, you'll see the game in, in, uh, soon enough, friends. And, hey, uh, Ruel, are those bone conduction headphones? I believe they are. Hey. They are, yeah. These are. Oh man, what are the name of these? Uh, these are, but they are bone connection. They're the aftershocks. Um, I love them because the. I don't know what it is with my ears, folks. Uh, when I had my uh, earbud, the the AirPods or whatever, they would always fall out or they just weren't comfortable. Yeah. And these, they just they're more secure. And the thing I like about this now, you don't get these for music or anything. I mean, I use them just for recording uh, here on the R&R show or podcast or whatever. Because Turn your the sound head. Let's itself, take a look at them. Oh yeah, here they are. Okay, right here. all right. Okay. Wow, they're so, practically in your ear. Yeah, they're like right there on the. I don't know what on the, this on part whatever of the little pokey is. thing is. Yeah, the little ear pokey thing. That's the medical term, I believe. Um, <laughs> that is. <laughs> That is right there. I can hear everything fine, but here's the thing: what I love, I can hear outside as well. So this mm-hmm. is a, this is really good if you're like oh, jogging or whatever. You know, you, you want to hear cars and stuff just in case. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You can still hear music. I mean, there's basically no bass. Um, what they recommend you, if you want bass, you would actually get um, uh, earplugs and put the earplugs in. I'm oh, like really? at that point, just get the, yeah. Okay. So that that gets you the bass sound. But honestly, don't get these for music. Get these for comfort and 
you know, I do a lot of live streaming. I do a lot of podcasting. And, you know, I had the big uh, headphones, the, you know, the ones that you put on your head and they're heavy. And after like 45 minutes, I'm just done with them. But these, <laughs> I can do three hours, no sweat. And it's like, you know, it's like wearing nothing. And I actually, Michelle ended up getting a, uh, a pair for herself when she's working from home. She puts those on. Uh, we're big fans of them. And I highly recommend them if you're doing a lot of work um, online and, uh, you know, in a lot of Zoom meetings or whatever. Right. So now, where's your Amazon affiliate link? <laughs> That's the next step. <laughs> In case anybody's curious, here's what I'm doing. As you can see, I just got one old Sennheiser earbud. Uh, these were nice because they're they're not the type that is supposed to worm down into your ear. Those make me very uncomfortable and they always fall out. These old yep. Sennheisers, um, which this is old, uh, this is the, but the other ear doesn't even work, but this one still does, fortunately. And it's big enough that it can just sit loose in my ear. Nice. Uh, and I have big cavernous ears, so but this is quite a nice. And so I've got the open yeah. ear, no one sees it, and then I've got this one over in the other ear. There's some more nice. behind the scenes stuff, folks. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what else do we got here? Um, got a couple of questions about games. I guess we could we could save that for later. Well, yeah, because I think after we're done with the show, we're probably not going to be able to do Q and A because yeah. you got to get ready to you know continue the live stream at two o'clock, yeah. folks. You know, stick around because Ruel is going to be uh, demoing the new upgraded uh, um, assets for Heliox Chronicles mm -hmm. on this very stream. You won't have to go anywhere. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, hi, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, thank you for the comment. He's talking about my glorious looking beard these days. Actually, I'm going to get it trimmed down real soon here. Anytime I, I travel or um, go on set or whatever, I like to treat myself to a, a spa day and get get the uh, get the get the works. You know, I get the what was it? The straight razor shave on the head, which is oh, the yeah. best thing in the world. And then I get the beard trimmed as well. Uh, so I'll be doing that. Right. Oh, by the way, but folks, I'm going to be at PAX Unplugged. If any of you can oh, hey. be there. In two weeks, I will be there. I've got a couple of events that I'm, I'm uh, lining up right now, and I would love to play games with y'all. I'll be working part of the event, but I have a lot more free time than Gen Con. So please, if you see me, don't you know? Just say hi, and then maybe we can play a game or, or hang out or whatever. So I will be there. Pack some plug in Philly. Looking forward. To I was it. just gonna. Ask, so it's in Philadelphia. For some reason, I thought it was Boston, but Philadelphia. Yeah. What in like the second week of December or something like that? Yep, uh, December second through fourth. Oh, so the, the okay, first so, week right, of so the first week of yeah. the first weekend. It sounds yeah. like oh, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah, I'm like really to go excited. To that someday. Yeah, I I hear it's the I hear it's like. A lot of people enjoy that one the best. It's more of a laid back attitude and just it's primarily focused on games. They do have a, a like a vendor hall, but it's not as overwhelming as say like Gen Con or Origins or whatever. Um, but it's supposed to be a really cool vibe. And I can't wait because I'm a foodie and I know there's that, you know, there's the big uh, food court or food hall right next door. I can't wait. I, I'm so excited. It's been years since I've been back to Philadelphia. I've never been. Forward to. Oh, you've uh, never been. I think okay. last year, or maybe the year before. No, was it last year? A couple of years ago. Uh, they said, hey, would you like to come and be a special guest to the show? And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Boy, I've, I've always wanted to go. And they said, okay, yeah. that's fine. You just need to do the commencement address for the entire event. Like, oh, commencement address? Oh, no, wow. I do not want to do that. And they said, wow. last year we had Will Wheaton do it. And they're like, no, I'm not following Will Wheaton. No. <laughs> oh, you would have been great. On, oh, man. <laughs> I am sure. You uh, would have been great. Oh, I would love to see that. Oh. I hope they ask you again. I, I, I definitely want to be there if you ever do the commencement address, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, thank you, Olympian, for resubscribing. Also, thank you, uh, Wild Stallion, for subscribing. Uh, yeah, folks, we're getting close to unlocking some more uh, bonus stuff for December. Let's see. Right, we have a few more questions. Let's just get Q&A up front instead. Yeah, hey, Ruel, what's your favorite piece of humor in a board game? 
Oh, piece of humor. Wow. That's a good one. That is a tough question. I uh, Okay, top of my head, mm-hmm. uh, this one always cracks me up, uh, Jaipur. Uh, Jaipur. The, the uh, two The two-player game. Yeah. There is a little shout-out to, I think, Antoine Bauza did, um, uh, not uh, Tokaido, uh, T- Takanoko. Is that the one with the panda? Yes, Takaido is the peaceful walking, and yes. Takanoko is the garden panda bamboo eater, yes. Yes, so there's a there's a little um, uh, Easter egg in, in there where on one of the camels there is a panda hide, and you will see it. It's hilarious. Oh my you never god! Knew that? I had no oh, idea. It's, oh, it's great. Yeah, one of those cards has a little panda hide, and I guess uh, whoever's the designer of that was friends with uh, Antoine, Antoine Bowser or something, and they sort of like you know shouted him out through the uh, little panda. So that's that's the first one off the top of my head. What about you? you uh, the main the main of? one I can think of, uh, you know, not it's not laugh out loud, but we really enjoy the humor of the networks by Gil Hova. Oh, all yeah, yeah. the you know all the references to TV shows and actors yeah. and ads. Um, you know, and, and of course you put them all together to make your perfect show and all that. I. Yeah. I you know, again, not laugh out loud funny, but really clever. And, yeah. you know, as a TV junkie, very enjoyable. That's probably the one that just pops into my head right off the bat. I forgot about that one. That was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, if if you celebrate Thanksgiving, what food are you most excited to eat? Says uh, Daniel uh, Kine. Oh, hi, Daniel. Um, I do celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm always, uh, I'm the turkey. Okay, here, I'll, I'll change it up. So I do love turkey. And I love all the sides. Uh, two of the things I enjoy the best. My sister-in-law, she makes the best cream corn. I've never liked cream corn until she started, you know, bringing it to Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, okay, this is great. But you know what I really enjoy is right after Thanksgiving, I'm the one that always ends up with a turkey carcass. I always request it, and I make a stock out oh, of that. Oh, sure, sure. And then the stock, yeah. yeah, we use that for soups and everything throughout the year. So that's my favorite part. What about you, Richard? Uh, desserts, of course. Oh, um, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, sw- uh, you know, there. Apparently, Cold Stone Creamery is going to be open on Thursday, and we've uh, pre-ordered Ooh. a uh, a pumpkin bread uh, ap- ice cream pie. So we're taking that. That's what I. Ca- I mean, anything else is wow. just crap. I got to get through so I can get my slice <laughs> of pumpkin bread ice cream pie uh, from Cold wow. Stone Creamery. Um, wow. Yeah. That and whatever delicious. other desserts will be there. I I've got the world's biggest sweet tooth. <laughs> now, so do you do pies, cakes? Is there like a big buffet of desserts at your Thanksgiving? I don't know. Uh, this is uh, this is, I believe, the first year that it's happening where it's happening. Um, oh, okay. Actually, for the last few years, we um, were just it was just me, Jen, and my mom staying and doing. Of course, my mom passed earlier this year, so we're getting back into the swing of you know going down. Or actually, Jen always went to. Uh, her folks, but I stayed with my mom, and so this will be the first time I haven't been. I haven't seen like the extended Jen's family for a long time, so we'll see. I don't. I'm not, I don't even know who all is showing up. I'm kind of nervous oh, about okay. it, but there will be pie, <laughs> so that'll be good. Nice. Yes. All right. Cool. Uh, let's see what other questions we got. We can go through here. Um... Oh, here's People, one. You got to start your questions with a question mark. All right. Yes. Um, Best two-player board game. Best two-player board game. Okay. So here's the... Oh, go on. uh, I was going to say, here's the thing. I just did... I've been doing these top 10 lists on my channel uh, for uh, Twitch and YouTube. I'm doing 12 different gift guides. uh, Okay. One arrow a week, folks, until uh, until the... uh, To get you through the holidays. I did my top two-player games, and mine, I picked uh, Patchwork. Adults, more like making people go watch the video. 
Oh, well, okay, spoiler alert, I just, <laughs> well, for the other nine, you got to go to my video. But yeah, that, that's my favorite right there. Uh, Patrick, Michelle, and I love that one. Um, it's got that really neat spatial puzzle where you're putting together the um, tiles that look like uh, Tetra shapes and more. I missed uh, it. Which one was it? Uh, patchwork. Patchwork. By, oh, uh, really? I mean, patchwork yeah. is nice, but really, the number one. Yeah. Wow. I love it, yeah. You love it, obviously. <laughs> I know you'd, you'd probably prefer my number two and three, but for that, you'll have to watch the video. Yes. There you go. Remember, folks, oh. um, you know, uh, we're here on Twitch today. Ruel does live streams at Twitch, but you can also catch everything Ruel ever, ever done at youtube.com slash Ruel Gaviola, including Ruel's top 10 two-player games and your other yeah. holiday themes. So uh, yeah. put that on your list of things to check out. This guy's got you covered. Um, Thank you. Me, I did an updated top 10 as well. I think it was... Maybe it was in 21. I, I don't think I did one this year. I did one earlier with um, Stella and Ella from Down Under. We did a three-person, oh. which is ironic. Um, you know, three people doing uh, top 10 two-players. And yeah. I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. I want to say... I honestly don't remember. Folks, do a search oh. for Rotto Top 2 <laughs> and you'll get the answer. I'm not going to oh, give it away. God. You got to go watch so I can get yeah. that, you know, get those um, views. one tenth of one penny in ad revenue. Come on. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so my list, I focused specifically on games that were specifically two players. So one that I didn't include that I absolutely love at two players is uh, Castles of Burgundy. I think that's my favorite oh, sure. at, uh, at yeah. two, but it's it can technically play up to four, so yeah. I, I didn't leave the, uh, you know put that on the list. These were just built for two stuff like Patchwork and you know um, Star Realms that that type of stuff. But anyways, great question, cool, yeah. thank you. Ruel Ruckus wants to know: Do you have any board game snack suggestions that keeps your hand clean, other than tiny pretzels? Oh well, th this is easy. I love all snacks, Cheetos, Doritos, anything, even anything with all that Cheeto Cheetos dust. Cheetos are not a keep your ca cards clean. But no, here, here's the thing. Chopsticks. All you have to do is use chopsticks, You've mentioned friend. this before, yes. Yes, that is the magical uh, item. Chopsticks, you can eat anything you want. I mean, yeah, you, you can still, like, from your mouth it may uh, spill or whatever, but have a napkin on hand. Chopsticks let you eat anything you want. Wow, you, that is clever. All. Yeah, that is my number one hack in all of board gaming. But I do, I, I prefer, you know, I, I'm like you, when I play games, I do get a sweet tooth. So I like cookies, like little cookies and stuff. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Chopsticks, the, you can eat anything you want. What about you? Any I can't stop that. Snacks? I mean, then any, the world is your oyster. Not yeah, oysters. Right? I do not like oysters. But Oh, you don't um, like oysters? Oh, oysters are delicious. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, we don't really tend to snack while we're playing games. That's pretty rare. Um, oh, really? Let's see. I'm trying to think of... <sighs> Sometimes, if Jen has just baked a, a new fresh loaf of bread and it's stinking up the house, she oh. will have no choice but to go slice some off and put some just some butter and maybe a little oh. bit of garlic on. Uh, but oh, that's just only goodness. because we're being, you know, you know um, overwhelmed olfactorily. But yeah, as a general, yeah. we don't tend to snack. We don't tend to snack during the day really at all, now that I think about it. Really? We used what, what, to, wow. um, but I don't know. We just kind of stopped doing it a few years ago. We've got a big jar on the counter of pistachios. It used to be, uh-oh, if I get an urge for pistachios, I'm just going to open that jar, stand by the garbage can, and eat 20, you know, just yep. shelling them as I go. But, yeah. I mean, I, I just opened it up the other day, and they were all old and stale because we just oh, kind of no. let it go. Yes. Wow. I still ate them. They're still I, delicious, but yeah, stale <laughs> pistachios just aren't quite right. 
Yeah, I do love uh, pistachios. I, I hear you. You open one, I mean, you're you're going to crack open at least twenty. Yep. Uh, no, no sweat. Yep, yep, yep. But, wow. That, that's so when you're filming videos and stuff, you don't snack at, at all. No, no, no. I, I've got I always got a bottle of water, but yeah. Wow. I, I feel used like, to snack yeah. a lot, but um, I don't know. Since we went back to the states, we just kind of fallen out of the habit, which is probably for the best, really. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, yeah. And we that's only really true. eat twice a day. We we just eat lunch and we eat dinner. And uh-huh. pretty much nothing else. Were you more of a, a eater in your younger days before and before you went to Europe? Because I know Europeans have they have to do smaller meals than Americans, right? Oh yeah, 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 multiples and all that. I guess, yeah. I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would used to snack on. I we used to what I used to do were like various lunch meats, like sliced yeah. pepperoni. Um, I would just go to the fridge. Get some, um, uh, you know, a little slice of cheese and some sliced pepperoni and, you know, like a little cheese and pepper, sliced pepperoni sound. I, d- I used to do that a lot. Oh, yeah. I used to. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, back when there used to be peanut butter and jelly in the house, at least three or four times a day, I would just get a spoon, get a spoonful of peanut butter, go to the fridge, spoonful, use the same spoon to get the jelly, and oh, um, which was not good for me at all. I'm glad, yeah. you know, and, and honestly, if, if there was peanut butter and jelly in this house, just talking about now, I would not be able to stop myself. Wow. Jen occasionally yeah. <laughs> gets, there's a few lines of dark chocolate that she gets that I don't find absolutely disgusting. Most of the dark chocolate, I just can't stomach at all, but there's a few oh, she wow. gets. I mean, and she gets them in part because she knows I won't obsessively eat them because they just, to me, they <laughs> taste like slightly sweetened dirt. But, um... There, there's a couple that she gets sometimes like, oh, okay, I guess I can I can have a piece or two of that. And those are nice because you know they're, they're a little jolt of sweet, but I don't like them enough to go back for wanting more and more and more. I'm a very obsessive and compulsive eater. So it's just as well. I mean, once I start, I can't stop. So it's best just not to start. Yeah, that's, that's probably best right there. <laughs> All right. Well, the queue nice. is empty. Um, okay. So let me bring up... The list of things we need to do if anybody's bought anything with uh, their channel points. And we have a game sommelier from Wesseloy. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All righty, let's do this. Uh, Wes Lloyd says, um, My Secret Santa recipient has no wish list and owns five... Oh, this is an important one. This is Secret Santa on the line. Okay. So, my Secret Santa recipient ha- own- lists five games. They own Too Many Bones, Gloomhaven, Mage Knight, Twilight Imperium, and Eclipse. What d- does Wesseloid get them for 40 or 50 bucks? Oh. That's the <laughs> twist. I was just going to say, oh, just get Osworn then. Um, but yeah, of course, this right? is a Secret Santa thing. So, got to yeah. stay below 50, but this is clearly a person who wants big, huge games full, boxes full of gamey game gameness. That's wow. an interesting one. Oh, I like that one a lot. Is, yeah. uh, let's see. As, 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 as you're screen. reading those off, I was already thinking in my mind, burn cycle, but that's not 40 or $50. So Yeah, oh, exactly. You... Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of really good, easy suggestions, but none yeah. of them are any good. Um, let me see. Wow. Um, I would love to say Legends of Andor. 
but because I think it's great. But yeah. a lot of people who like the kind of games that Wes is talking about do not like because Legends of Andor is so much more puzzly than these style yep. of games normally are. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I don't wow. tend to go for these kind of games. Yeah. What do oh, you think? Man. Well, you know, uh, you know, obviously an adventure game that has that big box over the top feel. But at that price point, I bank. almost feel. Yeah, that's. I almost feel like at that price point, it's really tough. Um, gosh, I mean, something like epic, like I mean, Game of Thrones, but I don't think you can get that for forty or fifty bucks. I don't even know if that's still in print. Yeah, audience uh, definitely help out. This is a tough yeah. one. I really like War, this one. War of the Ring. That is a that's epic incredibly game, that's, expensive, right? That's incredibly expensive as well. I would have said something like Scythe, but you probably like that's 60 pretty expensive or too. Yeah, my gosh, it is so tough to get that price point. Um, wow, I love this one. Yeah, our first stumper. I mean, does the audience have anything? Do they, you know, they have any good suggestions? Uh, let, let's check chat. Let's see. Let's see. Are all, did, is everything? Oh, okay. Aeon's End. Okay, uh, co-op. Co okay, two of them are co-op. Three of them are not. So it's not yeah. like co-op versus not. But you said Aeon's End. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Aeon's End is great. It's one of my favorites. But is somebody going to be happy? I feel like they're going to want... I mean, Aeon's More. End seems to abstract out everything that they love. Exactly. they got to have a lot of miniatures moving around on the table or adventure or, you know, yeah. or things to fight or... Or, you know, I mean, Twilight and uh, yeah, Eclipse and Twilight Imperium, tons of miniatures, yeah. big epic war game, um, too many bones, Gloomhaven, lots of miniature cooperative adventure stuff, Mage Knight mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, um, going between the two. Jeez, yeah. that is tough. Um, people were mentioning, uh, like Jaws of the Lion, which is definitely in the price range, of course. Right? Right, of course, and it's basically pre Gloomhaven, so I think that's the perfect. That's a, that's a that is a no brainer. My only yeah. worry is you gotta think he's already got it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Is that I mean, um, I mean, you want to go for something that's a surprise, you know, yeah. something like oh, I've never even heard of this. Oh wow, you've really uh, surprised me there. Yeah. Wow, kind of a thing. Um, that someone had mentioned Twilight Inscription, the Roll and Write version. I man. So as a Twilight Imperium fan, do I think, would I be happy? I would be happy with Twilight Inscription. Yeah, I think I, that's I really a fair like one to do, yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, but, but, again, yeah, but again, this guy's MO is he wants miniatures. He does not yeah. want stuff abstracted away. Yeah, and that's uh, Twilight Inscription totally gets rid of all that stuff. What so. is the comic book slash movie um, about uh, a, a teenage boy and a preteen girl? Kick-Ass. Is it Kick-Ass? Yeah, yeah. Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass from Cool Mini or Not's Games is totally flies under the radar. I believe, if I recall correctly, yeah, it's a crazy, over-the-top miniatures heavy game. Mm -hmm. Superheroes, um, very, very good. Re a criminally overlooked game. So I would, okay. and I bet you anything, you could probably get it super cheap. I guarantee you, he's probably never even heard of it, but it comes with a ton of plastic. And, you know, it's kind of a pandemic y kind of, oh, the city's being overrun. More miniatures are popping up all over the place, kind of a thing. Uh, can you go shut them down? Playing the characters from Kick Ass with some really nice Euro stuff. I mean, it's really good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I would maybe that's... suggest that one. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played that one. And, um, yeah, West Lloyd does mention Twilight Inscription is a bit spendy. It is. It's usually oh, is over it? 50 bucks. So, okay. yeah, it's, All right. well, it's not cheap. So. Ixnay that. 
I mean, it, yep. you know, I mean, if you if you can find Kick Ass, I mean, I'm looking. There's plenty of used copies on for like thirty bucks on Board Game okay. Geek. I, I mean, and I gotta assume there'd be places you could buy it new still. Um, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. I, I just, yeah, the the price point is the thing that's tricky, folks. Uh, getting something around forty or fifty, not Yo, an easy. The thing. fact that he digs, um, what do you call it? Uh, a Mage Knight. I mean, these are all relatively heavy, crunchy games. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, do we have to put that in as well? As I, I was gonna say, some of the pandemic spinoffs, like Pandemic Glory to Rome or uh, Fall of Rome. Oh yeah. You know, right. I mean, those use miniatures instead of cubes, if I recall. Yeah. Actually, some of them use... Oh, no, like the Cthulhu one uses miniatures. Right. The only problem with that one, you know, uh, Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu, it's so lightweight. And the same thing for the oh, new uh, Pandemic Star Wars as well. A lot of miniatures. Yeah. Cooperative play. Very thematic. But but not, not crunchy. And it seems like all five right. of his are very crunchy games. Yeah. What's... Uh... Well, that's not really miniatures. I was going to say, you want crunch. Arc Nova would be a great choice, but that's not miniatures. And yeah, and it's, it's way over the price, much. too. Yeah. Um, ah, this is another one that I love, but it's not definitely not 50 bucks. but Star Wars Rebellion. That is an epic game. Tons of miniatures, but like $75. That is a great one, but you're right. I mean, I don't think you can get that yeah. one down, can you? Nope. Oh, man. Huh. This is a good one. Well, well I, if they don't have Jaws of Lion, I think that's the most logical. Yeah, but you choice. but you can't know. You can't guess. You 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 yeah. and huh. Let's see. What else? Miniature heavy, crunchy games at a low cost. I mean, what about Blood Rage and and, and you know and those other Eric Lang games, right? Yeah, I, I love all are those. I love Lowland or Kemet, you know those no. kind of things. Cyclades. Those are yeah, those are like eighty dollars. Yeah, so. because they're, there's they're a lot of plastic. Cheap. You're, you're yep. not going to find a lot of plastic for cheap unless yep. you go with Kick Ass. Um, um, hmm. Wow. Has anybody else come up with anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we're just going over the you know okay yeah uh, West Lloyd uh, confers blood raised seventy two dollars. There people are talking about Horizons of Spirit Island. That's like the, the oh the new one. Less, yeah, the new one that's a little less complicated. Yeah, I I have no idea about that one, but it's under forty dollars. Then that's so, a perfect. That is a yeah. yeah. Um, Spirit Island's fantastic. That's, and it is that's like made for him. That's an excellent yeah. choice. Yeah, audience, so you, you, go, you saved our butt. I think you did. <laughs> he didn't mention it, and yeah, that's a good, good idea. Because it's yeah. they didn't really simplify it very much. Um, and yeah, it's got a lot of plastic in that box. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say um, Kick-Ass, if you really want to surprise him, um, or if you want to go for a safer one, Spirit Island, the new one that's available Horiz- exclusively Horizon to Target Spirit or whatever. Island, yeah. yeah, and that one is... Uh, Horizon of Spirit Island is right. definitely going to be easier to find uh, because Kick-Ass is... Is it out of print? And it's just uh, let's go. Sec- it's board on the secondary game. Market for now? I don't know if people know about this board game atlas. Uh, except it's oh, not yeah. called that anymore. Yeah, it is still called board game atlas. Kick ass is is kind of uh, it's a site where hey, I type in this game and it lists everybody who has it in stock and does com- price comparisons. Let me bring that up on the screeny screen. So here we right. are, kick ass, the board game according to board game atlas. 
Um, Power to the Meeple has it for 32. Boardlandia has it for oh, 40. Okay. Noble Knights uh, in your neck of the woods. I believe that's a LA outlet. It has it for 44. Cardhouse has it for 50. So, yeah, there are a few that have it. Miniature Market is out of stock. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... Uh, I think the audience wins this one. Yeah, that Spirit Island, that is that For is sure. an excellent choice. Excellent call. Yeah, thank you, audience. Well done. Phew, let me mark that as done. That was Ooh. tough. But I, I think I think those are some interesting choices. I, I think yeah. at the very... I mean, if you go with the kick-ass, if you can get it to him, he'll be surprised. It'll be a... Yeah. Win or lose, it will be memorable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you, audience. We that was here. well done. What else? What um, okay. Oh, we've got, got Ruel Ranks in the top three. You want to rank something? Oh. Yeah, I'm always down to rank something. All righty, let's do that thing. Um, let's bring back up the browser and go to the Gaviola Game Library. Um, GavioliLibrary.rado.com. Do, do, do. Let's scroll on down past all the stuff you've ranked. Look at all those good rankings, but there's much more work to be done. Jeez yes. Louise. All righty. Um, all right. So, do you like any of these? Uh, let's see. Oh, oh and I got to bring up a start working on. All right, uh, new poll. What to Ruel rank? Okay. All right, you like any of those? We can go on to the next. Uh, page. No, let let's go to the next page. Please. All right, all right. Let's just go to the new stuff. Cult of the new. Here's all your newest, <laughs> latest stuff you've added to your collection. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, I did the oh, uh, Super Skull Pinball Holiday Special. Yeah. Let's do that one because yeah, it was here on the channel. Mind. Okay. Um, oh, Cryptid Cafe. I, I just uh, uh, did one for my channel. Let's do that. All Cryptid right. Cafe. Cryptid Cafe. All right. Um, oh, Smitten. That's another Smitten. one. Uh, the Yeah. All right. Turing Machine. All right. Very popular choice. Yeah. And uh, Evergreen. It's right there. Right. Which your video for that will be going up this week on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, cool. Oh, so awesome. Cool. If people just don't want to bother watching that run through, you can find out if it gets the votes. All right. I got to yep. set it back to two minutes because we we're doing a fast vote. And let's see. Work. Vote. Yay. It came back. I don't know why it oh, wasn't nice. there that one day, but I didn't fix anything. And it came back. Folks, you have two minutes to vote. You can vote. You can cheat and use channel points. You can cheat and use actual bits if you want to. And uh, Ruel will rank one of those beasties after you folks have made your voices heard. A little mini review. And then I'll tell him if he's right or not. Okay. And yeah. uh Turing and then, Machine, yeah. Off yeah. to an early lead. Oh, Turing Machine, yeah. yeah. That game is like a, a freaking magic trick. It, it really is. It's, I just I look at I, it and I don't understand how does this work? How does this function? I, I don't either. And like I'm not that I've really sat there and thought about it, but I just I love the fact that it works so yeah. well. And well, I'll, I'll folks, you know, vote and we'll we'll talk about it. Hey, you should adjust your camera, but otherwise you will be off center for oh. the entirety of the actual show when we start recording. Let me fix that. Um, I don't know if you just want to physically move your camera or fix it in OBS. Hopefully, OBS it's it in OBS. How's that work? That's good. Okay, cool. All righty. Oh, let's see. I got to put my single vote in because I have the least power here. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, crap. I typed Everdell. It's not Everdell. It's Evergreen. The vote oh, is Evergreen, oh. folks. Evergreen. Evergreen, folks. <laughs> my mistake. Oh, shoot. Whoops. I'm embarrassed. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. You got 30 seconds, friends. All righty. I've cast my vote. I will reveal what my vote was afterwards. Cool. 
I cast a vote for, um, basically, the only one on the list I know nothing about. And I'm genuinely curious to hear about it. Oh, which one? I, well, I can you guess which one that would be? Um, oh, yeah, I think I could guess. Yeah. All right, you can reveal <laughs> after those. We do not want to sway anybody. We yeah, don't want to no give one. any unfair. Uh, four, yeah. three, two, one. And the winner is Super Skill Pinball. Oh, well, wait, oh wait. I thought for sure. No, Turing Machine pulled it out. It okay, okay, cool. A last-second okay. eBay-style mega bid. Wow. Sn snuck in and got it. All right, I thought for sure it was going to be some pinball holiday special. Um, yeah. What was the one you thought I didn't know about anything? Crypto Cafe. No, I know about that one. Oh, you do? I don't know anything oh. about Smitten. Oh, Smitten. Okay. You know what game it is, though, right? No. Oh, it's the new Stonemeyer game, Stonemeyer Games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, the, I wanted it little, even more. Oh, well. Yeah, the micro game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been the one, but that is not the one. Uh, hey, okay. Ruel, tell us all about. Actually, hold on a second. Let's just go to Rado Turing. And we'll just put your video up on screen. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. do, do. There we go. So I'm just going to, uh, we're not going to bury the lead. This is one of my favorite games of the year so far. It's top 10 material, um, maybe even higher than top 10. Uh, you are trying to break a code and you're using a Turing machine, Alan Turing. If you don't know the history, look it up on Wikipedia. Very, um, very, actually a tragic story about what happened to him. He yeah. was one of the, you know, a very influential figure in computer science. But unfortunately, the day and age he lived in uh, was not friendly. In fact, it was quite hostile to uh, people like him. Yeah. Um, and basically, this is his machine. It's a punch card machine. That's how uh, the, you were able to come up with calculations back in the day. And what you're trying to do is crack a three-digit code. And what you do is you can see me doing there. I'm going to take the code that I believe it is, like in this case, 213, and I'm going to ask the verifiers a question. And it is a true or false question. And it'll let me know either a check mark or an X if the um, thing is true or false. And there's one of them is the number, an even or odd number. And in this case, it is the even number, the triangle. So I know that number two or the first number is either going to be a two four, or a four. The numbers are one through five. And through a process of deduction elimination, you'll eventually, um, you know, get the code. Uh, you try to do it as quick as possible in the multiplayer game. Whoever's first to crack it wins. In the solo game, you're playing against an app, which is really clever, and you see how fast you can do it. Um, how fast have, like, you little... should have been able to do it. You should have been able to do it, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. If, you watch Folks, video... if you watch this video, definitely <laughs> take notes, because what you want to do is, can you beat it in under half the time it took Ruel to win? Yeah, I believe was... Paula was able to do yeah. that. Yeah, Apollo, it killed me. Apollo's got his subtitles. And he's supposed to be talking about, like, what mistakes you make or any errors. No, he's just, like, solving it by himself. It's like, this shouldn't be the subtitles. Come on. But it was, it's funny because, um, you know, as you're doing it, I mean, I, I'm terrible at these games. And yet... This is one of my favorite games of the year because I think it's so clever and so well done, and it's so approachable. Um, it does take a. It took me a little bit to get my head wrapped around, but once I did, I've played this game at least a dozen times solo. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorites of the year, and um, that is Turing Machine, friends. And how does it work? So you 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 quote ask this card the question because you're trying to narrow yes. down, and then you take yes. the card and you slip it into. Something, right? Yeah, you have uh, each of the numbers has a, a bunch of different holes. Right. And you put your numbers together, and the holes all line up until there's only like one hole in that in that card. So you can see the 213 has one in the middle there. Then you take the card, the verifier card. Yeah, here it is. Which I'm doing right there, flipping it over. You line up the little symbols, and then it's going to give you a check mark. And, uh, or yes a or a no. <laughs> yeah. And just somehow it works. 
No matter what question you ask, any randomly generated puzzle of the millions of puzzles that can be created, it just works. Like it's a sentient being that you're holding in your hand. Yeah. I, I love it. And as you can see there, I'm taking note. You, they give you, uh, you know, a pad of paper. You take your notes and you figure out when you, you know, solve the puzzle and what round and how many guesses it took. It's so, it, it really is like magic to me. And I, I love it. So these verifier cards, there's, you know, a bunch of them in the box. I only use, you know, you use, you can use up to six. I think in the standard game, it's four that you use. Mm-hmm. And then you can do five and six. And there's so many puzzles. Uh, there's 20 puzzles in the box, but then there's a ton online. You just go, you just go to the, uh, you know, QR code, scan that. It takes you to the app or the website. It is one of the most clever games I've ever played, and it is one of the best games I've played this year, uh, Turing Machine. Now, here's my question to you. You yeah. obviously played it a lot, probably mostly solo. Have you played it yes. with Michelle? Have you played it with other people? What is... I, I mean, because this does not feel like a multiplayer game. This feels yeah, like the okay. multiplayer is just kind of, okay, we got to make sure multiple people can play this. Um, and yeah. so like, oh, it's a race. And if one player is better than the other people, if you play this against Paulo, you will lose 100% of the time. And won't you just get frustrated? Yeah, and that's I'm glad you brought that up because yes, I have played a multiplayer. I played it uh, two and three. Michelle has not played yet, but I have played it two and three. Here's the thing: if you are playing against someone of a way better skill level than right. you, just you, so, can, you know, who d- knows the tricks of of uh, yep. deduction and stuff, yeah, yeah, there is a way to to um, offset that. And I think it's you give them. Oh, now I forget what it is. It is in the rule book. You're either going to give them a few, uh, one less guess, or they have to like guess it in one extra step than you do, or something okay. like that. So it's like yeah, if, if the, the really smart person, yeah. oh, I did it in three turns. Okay, well, for handicapping, everybody else yeah, gets a tie, a, but they get one more turn kind of a thing, something ex- like that? that exactly, okay. yeah. Uh, so it's a handicap system for uh, players of different skill levels. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how they uh, do that. I, I It worked well at two and three. It is multiplayer solitaire, but it is a race, so you are just trying to get it as fast as you can against the other players. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's fantastic, though. I was... Again, I'm so blown away by this game. It actually reminded me a little bit of the Search for Planet X because that's another mm-hmm, deduction mm-hmm. game, more thematic, but that's a game that I never thought I would like in, in a million years. But both of these games do deduction in a way that I can sort of grok and I just understand it better. And I, I think it's just brilliant the way they came up with this system. Um, highly recommend. All right, all right, all right. Well, that is very, very cool. Um, what do you rank it at? That's what we're here to do. Oh, Ruel rank it. Oh, that's right. Give it a number. Oh man, this is definitely an eight. I'm thinking an eight point two three. We're gonna go eight point two three, friends. Eight point two three. Yeah, yeah I'd I'm buy that for a dollar. This is something. Um, you know, it was interesting. I mean, it was it was a hot game. I figured we should definitely cover it for the channel. And I'm like, I just don't. I'm, I'm so over deduction stuff. But then yeah. I watched your video and was like, oh my god, I wish I had that in my hand. I just want to see it work. I just want to. Wow. No matter what <laughs> question I ask it, it always knows the answer. Yeah, I think you would really enjoy it. Yeah. And the, the thing is, what's great about it, um, it's only like a 20-minute game. Yeah. Uh, and in those 20 minutes, you were really burning your brain. It's like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to deduce it. And then, oh, it's all over. Great. you know. And that's why I played it so many times because it plays so quickly and it's such a smart game. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. cool. All right, great. So we've done a Ruel ranks. Uh, we got time for a top three or... Oh, what are we, we at? We're, no, we, we probably should uh, get ready to go. Wow, well, yeah. Um, yeah let's do I this. think... One more thing, though. I was just looking at the chat, and um, here's the deal. Back to that game sommelier question. I don't uh, know why. King, uh, King Engine 1 was just arbitrarily talking about Endless Winter. Endless Winter you can get for under 50 bucks. 
Oh, okay. It's got really, really? nice miniatures, really deep gameplay, and it's super-duper hot. I think yeah. that would be something that a secret Sam, I mean, that would make somebody's Christmas for sure. I if, did not know it that showed cheap. up. I mean, because remember okay. when we did uh, the last R and R, we were doing um, Cyber Monday stuff on yep. Fun Again, and yep. it was like at forty four, if I recall correctly, for wow. just the base box. Okay. So, oh, and it was Les Lloyd himself who mentioned it. So clearly, <laughs> we are abject failures. He wasted his time coming to us, <laughs> but it's a, it, it, that is a good suggestion, Les Lloyd. You answered your own question. I was going to say, we've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But still, okay. folks, Kick-Ass is really, really good. It is criminally underlooked. I mean, it was uh, just, uh, you know, and the designers have gone on to do other things that are like, oh, that's really cool. And what else? They did this other game based on Kick-Ass, didn't even know. So oh, I, I okay. definitely recommend, watch my run through. You can see what it's about. I think it will surprise you. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So we got to get ready to go for the show, which means we need a secret word. We need to have these little um, uh, pixel warriors down there battle yeah. to the death. So let's do that. Exclamation point battle royale. There we go. And folks, let, help us with the secret word. If you've uh, got a good one, yeah. drop it in chat and we will use it. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and of course, we have to give away the $50 gift certificate from the last episode as well. Oh, yeah. So we have to do that. So too. after the yes, battle. Very yeah. important. But in the first, but now, fight! Let them fight. fight. And what's going on here? I'm throwing down with Roman Dog, and then with Feldfan, the ultimate Feldfan face-off. But we, uh, like a good Felds, we just let it pass. Only a little bit of conflict, and then we go our separate ways. I think that's very appropriate. Okay, I'm chasing after Olympian. Um, and uh, yeah, teaming up with Malgur to take out Olympian. And then King Engine 1. How dare you make me feel stupid about that um, endless winter thing. King, and King Engine 1 is down and out. Tibby Blue, Flying Dutch Rocker, I think is going to end my reign of terror. Yep. Okay, we're down to Heroic Logic fl and Flying Dutch Rocker. They are both... Okay, oh, Hero Logic has twice the health. Flying Dutch Rocker, if you oh. do not get a health back, I think it's all over. And it is. Ah, uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. All righty. Okay, cool. And y'all are... Okay. And y'all are regenerated for to live another day and battle another day. Yep. Uh, so let's give away a uh, gift card. Yes, right? let's do that. Let me um, uh, bring back up the browser and the wheel of names. Uh, where is it? There it is. Boop. Uh, the R&R &R Show Wheel of Names brought to you by Dove. <laughs> This, this, is, this is how this website makes their money. So um, everybody, I mean, did you ever use Dove? Jen used to. Uh, I think Dove was like a fairly mainstay of my childhood. Now that I think about was it, it? that was always in the uh, in the old shower. But anyway, yeah. let's spin. We were all about dial. Remember dial? Mm. We had maybe dial that's what I'm thinking of actually. Yeah. And. Craig. Craig. <laughs> hey, Craig. <laughs> Just Craig. Craig. Congratulations, Craig. That is $50 coming your way in the form <laughs> of a Fun Again Games uh, gift certificate. Uh, and actually, while you're looking, I just looked. Uh, Fun Again Games Endless Winter sold out. 
So too bad, so ah. sad about that. Alrighty, but still lots of other good stuff. And of course, we'll be doing a giveaway in this week's. Um, it's for this stuff. It's for Crafting Kingdoms. You can either get um, a mat with the LED, or you can get one of these super bags, which I'm about to show off in the show. So um, people need to listen for the secret word. Has anybody come up with a good suggestion for the secret word? I haven't seen anything yet. Um, I mean, home was one, but I, don't, I feel like that's... I don't know if I, I would... Uh, well, Home is uh, way too broad. Home is a word you'll just right? accidentally say, I think. Yeah. What's something a little more unique, I guess? Or uh, what else? Y'all got any other words here? No, I don't see anything else in uh, okay. here. All right. Okay, chopsticks. Oh, chopsticks might work. Chopsticks. I do like what? that. Can you work chopsticks in? This. Lop chopsticks. I can... Where's my list? Chopsticks. Um... Hmm. <laughs> chopsticks. Hmm. That's actually sort of hard. That's a uh, hard one. Yes. Yeah. God, can I put it in there? Oh man, that's such a stretch. Yeah. No, I can. I uh, like the word, but I don't want to be the one to use it. Horizon says victory. Why? What happened with Horizon? Horizon. Just in general. Open Horizons. Did we say something about Horizons? I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, Tr- uh, Ruckus points out I did mention Tron with the uh... Tron. Okay. <sighs> I could probably work Tron in. Oh, Horizons of Spirit Island. Right, right, right. So yeah, that's uh, a, yep, that was a good one. Okay. You can work in Tron. Um, I think I can work in Tron. Wait, hold on a second. Let me take a look at. Oh, by the way, uh... last week you failed and had to throw yeah in at the last second. What was it? Oh, uh, man, what was that? Was it Snake? Or something like that? Was that the word? I, I, I gotta do oh, I gotta look it up. I, I, I got, me, got 50 uh, bajillion emails uh, with people entering that contest. Um, skunk. It was skunk. Skunk. That's and what so it you, was. And uh, so you forgot what you were going to say, so you just uh, came up with a spot. Oh, you know that skunk um, uh, faction in in, uh, in Terra Mystica. In Terra Mystica. Oh, my gosh. Because I was going to use it. What was the other? Oh, man. I, let me get my list from last week. Because I had it so perfectly set. It was in, let me see real quick, uh, Games and Buy Right Now. It was going to be in, was it Rosetta, the Lost Language? I was going to say, I was going to say, hey, you can uh, create your own, you know, you're trying word to like, create oh, the gosh, yes, like that would let you do any word. It would have been ah, perfect. Yeah. Yep. And then I just totally forgot about it because we're talking about the games like, oh, no. And then I, I looked at my sheet and I was like, how am I going to work this That was in? a good recovery. It worked It worked pretty Thank well. You. It worked pretty well. Was, I yeah, think it made I me laugh out loud when I heard it. And I don't normally yeah, hear them. So. He did. <laughs> okay. So why don't we do uh, Tron? You Okay. Um, you like Tron. All right. Well, okay. is yeah, saying Tron, Tron at some point during this top 10. You folks can listen for him. I haven't had to do one for a while and I am not complaining. Um, yeah. uh, Tibby Baloo, I have not played um, Horizons. Uh, you know, Spirit Island. I haven't played Spirit Island in years. It's been a while. Uh, you know, I the uh, the the fire and something or other. Uh, Shay ended up covering that on the channel. I got, I had wanted to, but I just didn't have the time. So mm-hmm. I, I would love to give it a try. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I haven't really paid much attention to it. I uh, okay. Right. Okay. So Tron is the secret word. Let me confirm mm-hmm. that my overhead camera is here. Right. Now, you know what? I think I'm going to pick this up now um, instead of having Probably to lumber around while we're actually recording. Because this is crazy heavy. Oh. All right. That thing is huge. Oh, my wow. Gosh. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Wow. Yeah. Is that a play mat? Wow. Yes, you got it a is. play mat? Oh Let's my see. god. So we'll oh, start out like this. That's great. And I'll say, hey, Royal, you see my best buddy here. And then we'll go <laughs> like that. And like, oh, you still can't see it. It's too big to be contained. And then I'll go like this and oh, turn it around. Go. Nice. And then I'll open it and I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I haven't even given any thought. Ugh. And then after that, but we're not done, folks. Not only does Oh, our uh, sponsor, Crafting Kingdoms, craft, um, yeah. have this very cool bag, the Adventurer, but they've also got a play mat. And then I'll turn on the mat and we'll play with that a little bit. Okay. Okay. So that is the plan, Stan. Very All righty, nice. back over here. Okay. And yes, this is a player mat. A uh, really cool feature. They come with these little twist ties that you can cinch down and put your mats oh. on here. Uh, because, you know, oh, they aren't going to fit in the bag, that? but for people who have them, I mean, this this has a lot of really cool features I have not seen in bags before. And I've covered That's quite cool. a few over the years. Mm. That, oh, I love that. I, I didn't know it came with those little ties there. That's fantastic. Yep. Okay. Very cool. This is the Adventurer. It is from, or let me double check that. Is this the Adventurer bag? I should really say that correctly. Oh, you know what? Uh, where's our front cover, Bob? All righty. Do they call it? Oh, it's too tiny. I can't read the text. It says... Oh, I can't read it either. Yep. Yeah, I don't think it does say. All right, so let me go to the actual um, page. Game found. Game found. This thing, I can't even see my screen now. <laughs> crafting Kingdoms. All righty. Uh, ah! Crafting, not Crafting Kingdom bag. Will that work? Crafting. Custom bags and play mats for, for board games by Crafting Kingdoms. Okay, there we go. This is called the, I believe it's the Adventurer. The Adventurer yeah, it is. It is yes. called the Adventurer. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, the Adventurer from Crafting Kingdoms. Um, oh, hey, Crafting Kingdoms. They're here in the, uh, hey. uh, hello. Hello. Um, this is really impressive, I gotta say. And uh, I think it'll be very fun when I turn. I've left the LEDs off so they can go surprise. Have you been here the whole time? You've already heard the plan then. Okay. Um, <laughs> congratulations so far. You're almost a 20K. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Nice. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I so, love that uh, so we've cool. got, right. So, what am I thinking of? You're gonna say Tron. That's the secret word. Uh, we're yep. the, the top 10 games we're thankful for. And uh, otherwise, just a regular episode. You know what? I'm almost out of, of uh, water, of agua. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. go get. I'll be right back. You just entertain okay. the folks for a bit. While All right. I pull this out of my. Go ear. get your. Go get your water, folks. And uh, folks, hello. I hope everyone's doing well. Thank you again for joining us for the R and R show. We'll be kicking things off here in just a second. Um, as Richard gets more water. What have y'all been up to? What are you playing? Let me know in chat. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Crafting Kingdoms. I love the mat, and I. I mean, I haven't seen in person, but just seeing what Richard's showing the the mat and that bag, fantastic. Really cool. Um, need a, uh, Heroic Logic says, I need a bigger bag for my Arkham uh, LCG. Oh, very nice. Current bag, that is a lot of LCG in, the, in a bag, my friend. Um, Tippy Blue says, they've played uh, Spirit Island and have Branch and Claw. Oh, okay, cool. 
was debating on getting Horizons to add spirits. From what you say, I should focus on Jagged Earth. Yeah, I, I've only played the base game, so I, I wouldn't know anything about um, the uh, Spirit Island um, expansions or the, the new Spirit Island delicious. at Target. But um, thank you, friends. Oh, uh, OC Spectre says, when I was watching the video, I actually rewatched Rosetta Stone a few times trying to find Skunk before I continued with the recipe. Yeah. I I had it I had planned on saying skunk during Rosetta Stone, but you know, we're doing this live and just things fly out of my mind sometimes. Um uh to be or not to be blue. Um whoever said that. Sorry. I was it Corte? No. Rock uh, Logic. Oh, I, I just totally lost it. Hey Darwell the Don here as well. Thank you for joining us. Good to see you here. Okay. I'm and hi, hi, hi. Here, so I will okay, you got your water? Yes, I am good. Um Jen went out. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Thanksgiving um, uh, treats. Oh, yeah. Jen went out and got herself a gluten-free crust because there will be somebody there who can't do gluten at all. So Jen's going to okay. make a gluten-free apple pie special just for her. Oh, that's nice. I thought that was very, very nice. cool. All right. Yeah. That's something else to be thankful for. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, Ooh, so are you Victor ready to go? She is playing Dead Men Tell No Tales. Great, great cooperative game. Yes, Pandemic meets uh, Flashpoint. Great game. Oh, good stuff. Um, good stuff. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. I was just, I was just hanging out with chat. Real, uh, okay, we're back. Right. We're, good we're done with you, chat. And you can yeah. see that because I've turned on the. Sorry, we cannot pay attention to chat anymore because we're about to start recording the show. Um, let's see. I need to put the other stuff on screen. I need uh, to copy and paste all of these. Copy, paste. Uh, do, 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 save. All right. So our little thingy's there. Our reminder is up there. So you ready to go? I am good to go. All righty then. One last sippy sip. Okay. Crafting Kingdoms. Crafting Crafting Kingdoms. kingdoms. The Adventurer. I don't believe the mat actually has a name, um, but it's the mat. Okay. Let's see. I think there were six colors in eight sizes. Is Crafting Kingdoms still here? Crafting Kingdoms, was it six colors and eight sizes? I believe it was. Of course, he, of course he stepped away just at that moment, obviously. All right, I want, I want to get that right. Um, yes, or, oh, he is, he's right back, here. he's back. Um, Crafty King, um, for the mats, is it six colors and eight sizes? Or eight colors and six sizes? Eight sizes, oh, six colors, all right. There it is. Six colors, eight sizes. All righty. Cool, cool, cool. Save. Got that. Is the adventurer. Okay, perfect. I am ready. I've got everything queued up. Okay. Okay. Right, and I move this over here a little Good bit. That will go. help. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, all right. No, well, I like the, the gag of it's so big you can't even see it. There we go. That's better. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. You ready? I am ready. All right, then. Tron. Oh, right. Which we'll talk about first. After. Okay. Where are we? So I come over to that, and then we start the show. Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Crafting Kingdoms. And hello, Rel, how are you doing? That's a good start. The best way to start. You know, it's even better that oh, we're starting this way. It's just funny, you know, and look, I'm in a place with no games whatsoever. I'm back home. I'm Yay. so happy to be back home. Yep. Uh, folks, you've heard, you, you know, I've been here. Oh, I was out of the house for almost three months uh, due to plumbing issues, but they've 
gotten everything fixed. We're just waiting for all the stuff from storage to return. It'll be here in a few days. Thankfully, I cannot wait to get everything here. I miss my games. I just miss the games, you yep. know, and uh, yes. almost like my security blanket. But I do have some games in the closet here, and I have games, uh, plenty of games to uh, play to get me through. But anyways, it's uh, almost Thanksgiving uh, week. I mean, it is Thanksgiving week. It's almost Thanksgiving. Yep. How are you doing, Richard? I'm doing fine, especially because I've got my good buddy here, the adventurer from Crafting Kingdoms. This is actually on GameFound right now, and they're sponsoring the show. It's called The Adventurer, and I, it, this is a big boy. Uh, you can barely even see it um, I, on screen, even if I give myself. Uh, th this has a lot of really cool features. It's crowdfunding right now, and it's so big, to show it off, I had to set up a new camera angle I've never used before. Let me go to this overhead view, and look at this thing. So... There are several really cool features uh, about this. Um, one of them is the flexibility and the variety you have because um, it comes with three different sets of straps, backpack style straps, um, over the shoulder straps, you see one on front, and we've also got a pair of handle straps. And the reason there are all these straps is because they're not pre-attached. Um, you can snap them on however you want. You can have the shoulder strap go uh, you know, across or from one side to the other. I could actually take this shoulder strap off. You know, This is kind of like a standard way you'd uh, sling it over your shoulder, right? I could just go on ahead and unsnap it down here and put it over here on the back. And now... I've got one that it hangs um, lengthwise like that in case you don't want your boxes to shift. Um, and not only does it have all this flexibility, you don't care about over-the-shoulder straps. Hey, you can just turn it into a backpack because it's got all these on the back. So there's lots of different ways you can set it up. And uh, other cool features about it, I real for people who love to take their mats, I mean, I've got practically a game convention's worth of games in here, which I'll show you in a second, but, you know, the mats aren't going to fit, but the, it comes with these cool little uh, things that you can put, your roll up your mats, put them in, and then cinch it down, and you've got your player mats that you can carry around with you everywhere, too. So that's a really nice touch. Let me go on ahead and open it up. And, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff in here. Let's see here. Where's the zipper? Uh, it's waterproof. Uh, materials, so you don't have to worry about going out in the rain. And hey, I'm the life of the party with Monolith and Terra Nova and Ortalum and Sumatra and a whole bunch of other games. But hey, it's not just these seven big full-size games that I've got. There are um, games inside the front. I've got... Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Lo room for little tiny games. Farm Fuss. And uh, um, let's see. Oh, I'm really actually excited to play this one. The latest from Shady Torbay, Stellarium. That's actually a medium-sized little box fitting in just these side pockets. And how about some Zombie Crisis? I'm not done yet. I brought even more games to the party, Ruel. Coming into the side things. <laughs> hey, Memory of Embers. And more, more, more. Do you wow. feel like some um, sunset over water? That's a nice little one. You got room for big ones and little ones. Hey, how about Marvel Remix? Or if you prefer Star Trek, Star Trek Missions. There's still more, well, that I'm bringing to game night. Oh my gosh. This never ends. Hey, here's uh, Star Trek Pinball. If you don't feel like a Star Trek card game. Shapers of Gaia. All of this stuff. And wow. um, the, because this is so flexible, the way that you can um, mix and match how you want the straps to go, it just gives you a, uh, it, it, it makes it as comfortable as possible for you to carry it in whatever way works best for you. If you want to sling it over your back, you want to sling it over your shoulder, you want to just carry it on the side like an attache case, you can do it because of all the flexibility of how you can put all of your different, um, 
straps on, and it came, comes with all these straps. Really cool ideas. I've wow. never really seen anything quite like it. The adventure. Phew. That is so neat. And yeah, that is Rotocon in a bag. Right yeah, that definitely, definitely. You know. <laughs> Wow. But that's not all. Pockets. Oh, that's so cool. That is not all because uh, Crafting Kingdom, in addition to uh, fundraise to do the adventurer bag, which, by the way, folks, one lucky viewer of this show can win. We'll tell you about that in a second, how to enter to win. Let's go back to the overhead view. I talked about how, hey, that's really nice that you can um, carry your mats around, uh, right? Uh, you know, on that little side thing. They're also uh, putting out a new line of full table mats you can use. And it comes in, was it, six different colors, eight different sizes. Uh, it's really, really nice quality. A very um, you know tight mesh uh, fiber. I, I'm scratching with my fingernail. I'm not seeing any kind of scuffing on it. That's really nice. But... I'm bearing the leads. The, I have never seen a board game mat do this ever. Are you ready, Ruel? I am ready. Boop. LED strip. Oh, wow. yeah. This is so <laughs> cool. I forget how many different colors you can just tap and cycle through. Green and blue and purples and reds and um, you know, orange. And I think there's a gold in here. Cool. Um, so you got all these different ones you can go with. You uh, Or you can go with, like, this is one where it's just like, Fading up and fading down between the different colors. Okay, there goes the green. Here comes the blue. Or you can do more of a Christmas tree type thing where uh, it's just like, oh, you know, the, the, the colors are just racing around. Um, and there's a slower version of that too where they're racing around a bit more slowly. And then there's the one where, okay, they're just moving around really slow, which I think is my favorite. But then there's another option as well. Which is oh no we're back we're back to the game. I think there were three or four different uh, animated ways you can go but yeah you can just set this to any color you want it is so cool um, let's it. go for the the Tron color let's get out your light cycles obviously hey Alexa <laughs> turn the lights off and here we go um, with just a few little spotlights I mean obviously it's not enough to light up an entire board in a pitch back room like what I've got here but this is so much fun I really I, I mean uh, it was mostly the bag they said hey well we'll send you out a bag so you can um, when we sponsor the show you can show it to people and whatnot that's really cool oh you have game mats too okay that's kind of nice I didn't even know about this LED thing but it's just about the coolest thing I have ever seen um, I've just you know when I'm done filming for the day I just leave this on on, um, you know, yeah. and when we're walking around in the kitchen, we can say, oh, look at all the bright colors in the room and stuff like that. So neat. Alexa, lights on. I love on. it. There we go. Um, I love it. That's yeah. so cool. Very, very so cool. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, something I've never seen as well. That, that's the first time we've seen LED in a, in built into a playmat. That's brilliant. Yeah, such a such a clever idea. Um, and like I said, the sponsor of the show, Crafting Kingdoms, is running a Game Found campaign right now. You can follow the links down in the show notes. Uh, you can order. Uh, you know, like I said, there's the different sizes and colors of the mat. They've got the bag, and one lucky viewer of this show is going to win uh, their choice uh, a mat with or without the LED. I don't know why you wouldn't want the LED though because it's really, really cool, or the adventurer bag. Ruel, what do they have to do to win? So, folks, you're going to watch this episode and uh, keep your ears open because one of us is going to say the magic word. Now, Richard alluded to it. He actually said it. The word is Tron. Yes. So you're going to listen for the word Tron. One of us is going to say it, and then what you're going to do is take a note of the game that we're talking about, the game, not the word Tron, and then send that in an email to contest at rotto.com. List the game, and then you know that'll be your entry into the contest, and you'll be able to win. 
Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and uh, and whoever you are, you will be the envy of all your board game friends. If they come over to your house and you surprise them by turning this thing on, or you take literally a mini convention's worth of games over to their house in a waterproof bag that is totally adjustable to be the most comfortable for you carrying. Really impressed with both of these products, folks. That's Crafting Kingdom. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And Ruel, with that Amazing. out of the way, are you ready to be thankful? I am. I am very thankful for a lot of things. I'm honestly the first thing I'm thankful is just being home. So it's yes, so nice yes, to be yes, home definitely. again. I want to thank everyone who sent messages, uh, public and private, for your support. I really appreciate it. But yes, I'm ready to be talking about games that we're thankful for. And you know, we came up with this idea. This is going to be a different type of list today, friends. Yeah. Uh, this this is totally different than what we've ever done here. I think. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about about the background as far as the why we came up with it? And everything? well, it's just you know this is the week for Thanksgiving, which obviously is a traditionally American holiday. I know Canada has a similar version at some other time in the year, but I mean I think all cultures around the world do have uh, time set aside where they you know they want to give thanks for you know all the good things in their life. And um, this was a bonus episode brought to us by Crafting Kingdom. Thanks very much to them, and it just seemed appropriate to spend a little bit of time. Not talking about all the latest, hottest games that have come out, um, yeah. or any of that kind of stuff, or oh, all the Kickstarters. But hey, let's just re reflect. Um, when I started doing it, my my first thought was this is going to be a hard list to make because I'm just going to say my top ten favorite games. But yeah, um, but and I, and I could have done that easily. But that's not really the case because a lot of my games, yeah, I absolutely love them. But I, it's not like I have some kind of really personal connection with the game. And for me, the five I'm going to talk about, they all have a big meaning for me in my life or, you know, the industry or my channel, all kinds of stuff. And I assume the same is true with you. Yeah, that's exactly how I approach it. Like I was looking, you know, I could have just gone with my top, you know, five favorite games as well. But I was like, no, you know, let's let's think, really think about this. And how has, has each of these games changed my life, uh, either professionally or personally? Yeah. So I'm excited to hear the stories behind each of these, uh, the games here. Okay. Well, then, okay. Um, without any further ado, let's get going with the top 10 games you're most thankful for, starting with our number 10, Ruel. Yes. What have you got? Okay. Our number 10 is Rap Gods. And oh, this is a game right. that came out a couple of years ago. Um, I backed it on Kickstarter. Well, actually, I got the Kickstarter Deluxe Edition um, after the campaign was over. So, Omari Akil, uh, the um, designer of the game, and as you can see there, that's uh, uh, my family and I playing it on the old days of our stream when we first started streaming um, at Live at Five. And, oh, that's our, our uh, dog, Bruno, who passed away. Um, rest in peace, Bruno. But that is Rap Gods. It is the coolest theme. I mean, I love hip-hop. I love rap. And if you see there, that is um, a... a a turntable and it's uh, the board and you're basically it's set collection with hand management and I want to say Omari Kiel there he is he's ac actually in chat talking to us at the time um, during the Black Lives Matter uh, movement he put up the rest of the stock of the Kickstarter that he had and he put it up there and he said hey I want to sell out the rest of these I'm going to donate to Black Lives Matter and it went viral and all of a sudden oh, people wow. were like hey if, yeah uh danny um quatch was the first one to say hey whatever people uh buy i'm gonna match wow. and then basically people were matching the brothers murph threw him some money i bought a copy and then at the very end of it i think it was isaac from um isaac childress said hey i'm gonna uh whatever you guys raise i'm gonna match it and he ended up raising like almost fifty thousand dollars for black lives matter it was amazing and this I mean, number one, it's, you know, a, a game by uh, a, a game theme you don't see very uh, commonly. You also, you know, th this is an African-American designer. Yeah. We don't have too many of those. The theme and just the fact that all this money was raised for a great cause. 
It meant so much to me. It could have easily been my number one. And I, the gameplay, it's solid, folks. Mm-hmm. It's a gateway-ish style game. But you know, these are this is the game, the type of game that you know, younger generation. I mean, we, you know, we're of a different generation. But I think anyone can enjoy this. It's a really solid, solidly designed game. You're going around the track, uh, trying to you know, collect uh, sets of uh, items, and also you're building your timeline. This timeline is really cool. It's like your rise as a rapper to the top of the rap game. It's so interesting, so thematic. And I love it so much. That's why it's our number 10. It means so much to me, Rap Gods. Wow, that is an excellent one. That is a very, very tough act to follow, quite frankly, I have to say. Yeah, uh, for folks, this is, my number one. Yeah, if this yeah. is the first time you've seen us, our top 10 is actually my top five and Rel's top five, and we just kind of... Uh, back and forth between them. After we're done with this, we're going to continue filming in the extended edition of our show, which you can hit that eye in the top right corner screen or follow the links down in the show notes. You could just jump right to the end of the show where we will talk about our number 10 through 6. And I have something, uh, I think it was my number... um, it was one of my higher ones on the list that is the same basic idea where the developer came together with the community to try to go just beyond the realm of board games and to really change the world in a positive way. So I've got a couple of those as well, although that's an amazing story. I didn't know that about Rap Gods at all. And yeah, um, yeah that's incredibly cool. Number 10. Yeah, very, thankful. Yeah, yes. very thankful. Very thankful for that. Okay, let's, let's go move on, on number nine. to number nine. Yes, 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 yes. Now, this one Let's see here. Where is it? This is a a smaller story. This is just a personal story. I am personally very thankful for Pursuit of Happiness. I am really, really in love with this, um, you know, admittedly fairly straightforward worker placement game, um, which is all about a life well lived. It's kind of like the uh, the old, was it, Milton Bradley game of life, but turned into yep. a modern Euro where you're doing really smart um, and really interesting worker placement too because your workers actually represent the passage of time. The more you place your workers, the older you get. And this game, um, you know, charts your, your life from childhood to old age and death. And the reason I'm so thankful, this, there's a couple of reasons. One, it is designed by uh, a friend of mine, Dave Chirikop. This was his... Uh, uh, his first really big hit, and uh, you really kind of put him on the map. And in fact, actually, the success of this game ultimately led him to. Uh, with I helped him a little bit uh, getting a job in the video game industry. He got a job in the video game industry based off the design of a board game he did, and that's always a really personal and powerful thing for me because I know it was like his life dream. He was working as a podiatrist, working for the Maltese government, but he wanted to become a video game designer. Oh, and I wow. said, "Well, you publish this. Here's how you pitch it to a video game developer." like I used to be to convince them that you're the right man for the job and it worked. So, I, you know, for me, it has a really Im- important story there because I love Dave and I'm so happy he was go- went on to be big and successful there. But the other thing I love about this game is the stories it tells. It is rare um, that Jen and I have not played this game with or without any of the expansions that by the end, we're not getting misty-eyed. We're not really starting to reflect on our own lives and our own relationships because this game does everything. There have been I mean, the, the video I'm showing right now, which is an exclusive uh, video for um, you know Patreon backers of the show, I literally, Jen and I, we had to stop talking near the end because I was describing, well, here, thematically, here's what's happening in my golden, um, you know, the, the golden time of my life, and I'm having one last dance with the love of energy. 
and I can't talk about it now because I'll start crying. This game wow. really just, I mean, it's a simple worker placement game. It, you could just think about it in terms of, oh, I'm converting one resource into another, you know, whether it's knowledge or, you know, uh, money or whatever it is. Uh, but, I mean, it is, I mean, it, the, 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 this is a game where you don't spend all your time killing or, um, you know, questing, or building. Um, this is a game where you spend all your time living. A life well lived. This game has a real important message, I think, and uh, I absolutely love it, which is why I'm very, very thankful for the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, this this has long been on my bucket list of games I need to play. And, you know, I've, I love the, I mean, I can tell you're getting a little emotional. Yes, and I, I love that. I love the fact that games like, like this exists, you know, because they touch yeah. on the, you know, we're not just, we're not just like me- mechanically moving stuff around. Not know, there's that. anything wrong with that. I love that. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that, you know, there are stories that can be told. I, yeah. I love, you know, rap gods, which are number, uh, the number 10, mm-hmm. same thing. You're literally telling the story of a rapper's life going from starting, you know, as a, you know, just a street rapper or whatever, and moving on up in the re- record industry and so forth. So pursuit of happiness. I need to play this. It, it looks fantastic. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Okay. Let's move on to our number eight. Um, excuse me. Our our number eight is going to be coming on screen. Just a second. It is Luzon Rails, and this is a game by Robin David. Uh, it was out on Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and it unfortunately hasn't gone to retail. But I believe there are still copies you can get um, either through him directly or on uh, the secondary market. But this one I'm thankful for because number one, it's set in the Philippines. Oh. Uh, Michelle and I are, yeah, our heritage. We are both Philip, uh, proud Filipino Americans, and there are there are a very small handful of games with either some kind of a setting or even a uh, talking about the Philippines. But this one puts it smack dab in the middle. We are on a big <clears> board of the Philippines. This one's it's actually it's, the board is so big I, I had to turn it sideways to fit it on our <laughs> screen here, um, but. You know, it's a it's a cube rails game, uh, which is I'm an it's I'm a new uh, player of this genre of game. It's not quite 18xx. It's not that okay. heavy, but it is a train game and it is stock manipulation. Ah, so, so it's like a gateway to 18xx. Gateway to it, yes. Okay. But it's still it's still a little crunchier than your standard. This is definitely no ticket to ride, folks. This is the next step up uh, past ticket to ride. What I find really clever about this, there are actions that you can see. You can see on the far the right side of the table there. There are action cards you're going to pick. You choose an action, take it off board, and uh, after each round, you're going to shuffle them up, and they're going to come out. Uh, uh, different ones are going to come out, and you get to play them. You have a few in your hand as well. And what you're trying to do is manipulate stock. You are going to uh, connect routes throughout the Philippines, and then as those get connected, the price is going to go up. So it's that whole, you know, can you manage it to be able to buy low and sell high? That's just like any other stock game, but there are really clever touches. You know, as you're building the terrain, it's going to be tougher to build a certain parts of the Philippines because terrain is going to make it more expensive. Oh my gosh. I love this game. I really think um, Michelle and I greatly enjoyed this not only because of the theme, but also the the gameplay. It's smooth, silky smooth. Robin David, um, he's done a couple of other games. Uh, He's done this one. He did the very underrated roll and write game called Tag City, which Mm -hmm. I loved. It's uh, like you're a graffiti artist and you're actually, you know, rolling and writing, uh, putting together like Tetris style pieces. He, he's a really, uh, he's a smaller, uh, not as well-known designer, but his games are excellent. And Luzon Rails, if you're looking to get into train games that are more than just Ticket to Ride, friends, this is a good one. And speaking of Ticket to Ride, me and Michelle actually use our Ticket to Ride uh, trains and just, <laughs> uh, just so as an upgrade. Rather than the cubes, you know, we're like, you know, we can use these here. A little bling. Um, doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's our own way of blinging it out. Um, but 
again, the theme, I, I believe Robin, so Robin David is not Filipino himself, but I believe his wife is Filipina. Ah. And um, he actually used a Philippine uh, artist as well. Oh, it just speaks, culturally, it just means so much to me that I can play a game. You know, now I'm getting choked up uh, thinking about, you know, where my folks came. <laughs> wow. You know, they came to the, you know, we love being, you know, we're so proud to be American, but we are also proud to be Filipino. And this is why it means so much to me. I'm thankful for Blues on Rails, our number eight. Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've never heard <laughs> of it, but it sounds really clever. <laughs> it sounds really Thank cool, you. too. That Thank card you. Yeah. draft that derives that you can do, yeah. that seems it's really so sharp. Can yeah. folks I, see I this run through that- on your channel? It is. It's on my. Uh, it was on my Twitch channel. It is on my YouTube channel. Now, here's the thing. It is a three to five player game, Ooh. but but he did include a two player uh, variant, which works well. Excellent. It works really well. You're basically playing against a dummy player, um, and uh, you do actions to block off certain spots. But oh my gosh, I was just gonna say. I was saying, you know, we're just gonna end up crying this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will try to keep it cool, Daddy O, but we will see. All righty then. <laughs> Well, that was a very number nice number eight. Let's move on to number seven. I think this one will be yes. a bit of a surprise and kind of out of left field. It's Manhattan Proge- Project, the Energy Empire, Cold oh. War expansion, specifically. And there's a reason for that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I, first of all, Manhattan Project Energy Empire is just an incredibly rocking uh, worker placement game. One of the best. In my top 10 worker placement games of all time. In my top 30 games of all time. Luke Laurie and Tom Jolly, uh, a team that doesn't always work together. Kind of an oddball team came together and just made one of the greatest worker placement games of all time. Um, You know, about a theme I love. You know, a bright green future. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for telling a story of being able to move away from, you know, all our mistakes from the past and deal with it. But, what really puts Cold War specifically on here, I don't know if you know this. Um, Manhattan Project Energy Empire was originally published by Minion Games, which was headed by James Matthey, who was a legend in the industry. Uh, everybody loved him. I mean, he always had time for everybody. He was tr- he was an early um, person trying to help build the board game um, media sphere, trying to create resources so publishers could find new fledgling channels. Just the nicest guy, you know, a real cor- a pillar, a cornerstone of the community. And he sadly died a few years ago, and uh, you know, tragically passed away. And it was after the uh, Manhattan Project Energy Empire Cold War finished its Kickstarter run. And everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess he died. I guess we won't get that expansion. That's fine. I mean, we're not going to complain. Um, we were really excited about it because, I mean, you know, this new Cold War expansion adds a bunch of really interesting stuff. Um, and this is not the first time this has happened. But I'm so thankful for this because Grail Games, a great little publisher, small independent publisher in their own right, stepped up took over the project, I am certain, at a pretty big loss at the end of the day, be um, to get it finished and get it into the hands of everybody. I've got my copy of it right over there, because this is one of the last... 
last games I ever backed on Kickstarter, and I thought I'd never get it. And, I mean, I'm thankful that I got it now, um, but I'm more thankful to what it represents, because we have seen this happen several times um, when projects have fallen through and other publishers have stepped up and said, we will carry it across the finish line. And I think that is just incredibly beautiful. That is not something you see um, pretty much in any other industry. We are still a small enough niche little hobby that everybody knows everybody by name. And everybody you know, everybody wants to succeed, but not at the expense of everybody else. Everybody wants to help everybody else too. And the existence of this game um, really helps solidify that. It is for me a potent reminder of you know the the you know the, the the power that board games have to bring people together, not just across the table, but to bring publishers together. Um, you know, Grail Games helped out. I mean, because um, you know James' wife's you know folks say, I have no idea what to do, folks. I'm 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 at a loss. I've I've lost my husband. I don't know how to finish this. Um, and Grail stepped up. And here's the beautiful capper to the whole story. This is the box cover. Grail did not put their name on the box cover. Oh, wow. They put Minion on the box cover. And wow. that's just classy. Yeah. That's so, nothing but class. That, yeah. That's that's class. That's, oh. <laughs> wow. so I didn't know this story. Yeah, yep. I, I didn't know the story. That, that was wonderful. What a... Yeah, uh, you know, just thinking about his the, his wife and, you know, what she... I can't even imagine having to go through that. And then, you know, just as a, you know, the final, leg, you know, part of his legacy to yeah, do that. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. And, you know, you're right about the, the board game industry. We're so fortunate to work in an issue where we do know each other by first name. And things like this happen all the time and on a smaller scale basis, you know, yeah. where, you know, publishers work together. And, you know, the, we all want each other to succeed. It's not... It really... It's not a cutthroat business. I mean... I, I just I cannot Yet. take my you know it will be I'm someday for that. I mean someday Maybe. it will be big enough that you know yeah. the tenor changes. But I mean we should all enjoy and love. And if ever you are frustrated because you think a publisher has screwed you because they're late on a yeah. game, remember folks, everybody does this. Nobody does this to get rich. Everybody's doing yeah. it as a passion, a labor of love. And certainly yeah. that's what Grail did. Um getting yeah. our number seven, Manhattan Project Energy Empire Cold Wars into the hands is like I said, the final legacy for the great James Matthew. That, oh, what a water. Thank you for sharing that. That I had no idea. And I think that's just nothing but class. You're, you're right. <laughs> Let's move on to our number six, friends. Okay. Our number six is another surprise, I think. Thanos Rising what? Avengers Infinity War. What? Yeah. Why am I thankful for this game, uh, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to okay. tell you exactly why I'm thankful for this game. My, my niece is um, an uh, MCU fan. She, you know, she's... Um, uh, you know, she's in the MCU. Uh, she, you know, loves playing games with her uncle Ruel, thankfully, you know, uh, still still does. And this game I had a few years ago and I, you know, had it and she's like, hey, uncle, can we play that? I was like, of course. Anytime my, I'm going to, I'll play anything, anytime with my family. And we brought this out and I'm thankful because we had one of the funniest moments. So it's a cooperative game, folks. Uh, you are, you know, playing as the Avengers, trying to beat Thanos. Uh, he's trying to collect the stones. This is a, a, a the Rising series of games by the app. They're wonderful. They have a bunch of different themes. Yes. They have Harry Potter. Yep. They have um, a Star Wars game, which I'm still trying to get my whole uh, hands on because it's not in North America. Oh, really? They also have uh, yeah. They also have a SpongeBob one. But anyways, Avengers. Uh, you're. Uh, I mean, I love the uh, Thanos figure. It's right there in the center. And what you're doing is playing cards and rolling dice. Uh, very simple. Not simple, but. Very straightforward uh, set collection game. You're trying to get them, and then Thanos, every turn, he's going to be moving and attacking and collecting those stones, and if he gets all of them, then you lose. Me and my niece, we played for about 15 minutes, and we got crushed. We <laughs> lost immediately. I was like, 
And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if she wanted to play again. She's, you know, we we're both sort of bummed. And she's like, hold on, uncle. So she runs out. And I was like, where did she go? She went to get her mom's phone. <laughs> and on her mom's phone, she came back and she looked it up on YouTube and she got the Avengers theme music on YouTube. <laughs> a, a 10 hour mix. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> and she's like, she puts it on and just that classic theme comes on. And she's like, now we can play. I was like, yes. And sure enough. We got down, I kid you not, the very next day, we crushed Thanos. We beat him. And it was like, I'm thankful for that. That's what, you know, board games are all about. That connection. I, I love my knee. I will never forget that story. You know, she's a big, you know, a Disney fan. She's, you know, watched all, and she's watching all the stuff I watch, you know, Tron, Star Wars, you know, all yeah. the MCU stuff. I love that we can connect that way, but we can bring that connection over to board games. And, you know, I will always remember, we went one for one against Thanos. We, we stopped after that, but I will always have that memory. And that's why I'm thankful for Thanos Rising, because we, me and my niece, beat Thanos. And that's why we're thankful for Thanos Rising, Avengers Infinity War. Hey, Ruel, whatever yeah. it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, there, there's your geek card, folks. If you understood what that meant, let us know down yes. in the comments. You're like, why is Rado saying that? Well, because yeah. we're both. You know, I was, I was going to answer with, I love you 3,000, but I don't want any more tears being shed on the show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, let's feel how old five. is your niece when, when this was happening? Uh, she, it, I, at the time... She was still in elementary school, I think. Um, so I don't know how old that is. That is um, amazing to me. I mean, so what does yeah. that make her? Seven, eight, and she was able to so, go out and pull up an Avengers playlist for you to play? I, I know. And I was she just is like, a sharp what? little cookie there. Well she, done. She, wow. Yeah, she, yeah, way smarter than uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she's amazing. So, yeah, that's our number. I, I mean, I, I love it for that moment right then and there. But it's a solid, solid game as well. Really cool cooperative game. Okay, cool. Well, cool, cool, okay. cool. All right, that's beautiful. I have a personal story like that coming up a little bit too. But the next right. one on the list, number five on the list, is another weird one. Another weird, oddball, quirky thing. It's uh, Fire Robbind from uh, Freedom and Freeze, 2F Spiele Games. And um, I, would, I would be surprised if anybody watching this says, oh, right, Fire Robbind. Uh, because this was one of, you know, uh, Freedom and Freeze, the designer. Oh, man. Still, uh, okay, this one I'm going to be able to keep it cool on. Um, uh, he's the designer of Power Grid. That's his biggest ga uh, uh, game to fame, game name to fame. But ever since Power Grid, I mean, that was such a big success, he has always just been able to do weird, quirky experiments. Every game he puts out, I'm always excited to give it a try. Even when they don't quite hit with us, I'm still like, oh, I'm glad I saw that, because he's just doing re uh, really interesting off-the-wall stuff. And Feyerabend is no different. Uh, Feyerabend is a German word. It does not have a direct translation into English. Uh, it is the feeling of joy at the end of the day of work. Uh, it's fire robin. It's kind of like the t a time of day. It's how you yeah. feel at that time. It's when you finally get to go home. Um, of course, it's Love also it. chosen that because every one of his games starts with the letter F. In uh, English, I believe it's called Finishing Time, the English version of it. <laughs> but why I'm excited about this, it's actually right here on Board Game Geek in the description. Workers try to relax in after-hour activities and fight for better working conditions. And this is really just a stand-in proxy for so many games that have come out over the years that are more than just pushing cubes around or rolling dice to slay plastic monsters that actually have something to say, that actually have something to teach. And the thing about this game is, it's interesting, this is a worker placement game. You know, it's a really standard thing where, oh, I've got all my workers, I, you know, one by one put them out on the board and then eventually I bring them all back, uh, you know, and, and put them back in the 
supply waiting to go out again, that bringing them all back means going to work. And when you're placing your workers, it's like, oh, I've gotten off work. I can go on vacation. I can go hang out in my apartment. I can do things with my loved ones. Um, and this is a game, you know, kind of like my earlier entry, all about, you know, trying to get away from the rat race and really focus on what's important in life. You know, um, fun, friends, uh, family, you know, experiences. And this game turns that into a fun, crunchy, uh, you're a worker placement style game. And just that would be enough. But one of the actions you can do in this game, um, instead of, you know, just going on holiday or whatever, is you can, when, when they come off work, they can go on strike. Uh, and there's this whole little sub game where you can earn these strike tokens. And the more of them you have, they are literally the most powerful tool in the game because they can literally change the nature of the game. If workers come together in this game and are willing to put their own free life you know, which is what they're, oh, I could just go on vacation. I could just, you know, and just go back to my skull crushing job tomorrow. Or I can actually stop making income, which you stop making money, to instead get the bargaining power that we get through our strike chips and fundamentally change the nature of the game. I love that story that this game tells. Um, and I mean, this is one of many. I could have easily made this entry this war of mine. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's lots of games or Freedom, the Underground Railroad. But I really, this one speaks to me so much because, you know, in our modern day, where you know unions across the board have been just so weakened and you know they're so embattled um, to have a game that is an ode, a peon, and is a literal blueprint showing how they can make lives everyone's life better through um, communal, you know, collective activism. I was just blown away when I played this game. I didn't expect this. I thought this was going to be a silly little game about going on vacation, and it can be. But there's a lot more to it, a lot more in Fire Robin, and I'm just really thankful that Friedman Freeze decided to make such a quirky, offbeat game that celebrates something that's just not as celebrated in our lives as it should be. Oh, wow. What a great choice. Yeah, I've never heard of this game. I, I'm totally interested in it now. I, I love... Well, I can't even say the word, but I love that word that it, you know, <laughs> captures that feeling at the end of the day. Finishing time oh, that, in, is the English. Uh, I, I forget time. who brought okay. it over to, uh, you know, to, yeah. uh, to outside of Germany. Yeah, I love the fact that you you know pick this game that you know you play and it's like oh, okay it's probably gonna be this light little thing but then all of a sudden it has that again a little more depth to yes. it that, than yeah. you expect that's great yep okay uh, great choice let's move on uh, what are we at now our number four uh, this game means a lot to me okay. and I'll tell you in just a second this is an older game called Dragon Run um, I'm gonna mention two names you may have heard them folks Bruno Cathala and Vincent Dutre. Uh, this is a game of featuring uh, Bruno Cathala design. It's a 15-minute game. It's a very light game. Uh, basically, your adventures, and you're going in to loot uh, and trying to avoid being burned to a crisp by the dragon. Um, you're hey, just very pretty dragon. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's pretty cool. And it's got a really cool dragon meeple as well. Um, it's a very light push-your-luck game. You know, you're trying to see, okay, am I going to get treasures? And who, at the end of the game, whoever has most, most gold wins. The reason why I'm thankful for this this is the first game I ever played at a game meetup. The first time I went to a game meetup, when I got into the hobby, you know, seven years ago, I just played games at home. I soloed games. I played games with my family. And then I finally got the nerve to go, hey, there's a local meetup at my, uh, at oh my comic gosh. book store. Yeah. I was like, hey, I found it on BGG. There, people <clears throat> meet here. I'm going to go there. I knew no one. I, you know, at that point, I'd played Ticket to Ride, Pandemic, uh, Zombie Dice, and a couple of, you know, Munchkin, stuff like that. And just with I your friends and, and family? I no, yeah, just the friends and family. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I walked in there. I introduced myself. They said, you want to play Dragon Run? It's like, I have no idea what it is. Let's play. 
and we had a great time. I and I just from there, I you know I had such a good time. I played that in another game. I started going every week, and once a week I would show up every week, and I became one of the regulars. And I actually ended up becoming like sort of one of the leaders of the group there. Oh wow! And it's yeah, and it's because of this game. It was you know not only was it for me, it was easy enough to grasp. Again, I'm going from like uh, Ticket to Ride and Pandemic, folks. I'm, we're not heavy games at all, right? But this one was right around my wheelhouse, and I remember, and uh, you know, I look back years ago. What else was everyone else playing? I remember there was a, a couple of guys playing Pan- Pathfinder. Uh, that probably might have melted my brain at the time. At the time, so oh thinking, wow, yes, yeah, you so could have had a very not- bad first experience. Exactly right. So this is the one that really got my interest, and in, you know, by this time, and a couple of weeks later, I was playing stuff like um, Euphoria from Stonemaier Games and uh, some other games. So and I also found my first Kinesia game, Samurai, uh, at this meetup. So. It's because of this one that got me in. It was, you know, simple enough for me to play. Yet I had fun with it. We we all had a couple of good laughs because there's different characters that you play. And one of the actions, this is the the thing that made me laugh. And we always laugh about this because we have played it over the years. There's an action called "Cry Like a Baby." <laughs> so you can either charge in and fight. You can take treasures, or you can just cry like a baby and get two gold. And we always crack up about that. We we reference that in other games. But again, I'm thankful for this because this is the first game I ever played at a game meetup. Dragon Run by Bruno Cathala with art by Vincent Dutre. That is fantastic. I love that. Yeah, and I could totally imagine. I mean, I don't have a story like that because I started playing with Jen, and that's pretty much still what I do to this day. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if they had been playing Mage Knight or Hansa oh. Teutonica, you, I, you could have I thought, maybe I should just yeah, stick with taken, Michelle and Ticket to Ride. Yeah, I would I would have taken that action, cry like a baby, and then gone home. <laughs> <probably. Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very, very thankful for uh, my first experience with Dragon Run. Well, that is fantastic. Let's move on to another one. Number three on the list is very near and dear to me and my wife, Jen. It's Dixit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's oh, see yeah. here. Uh, here's uh, me and Jen and some friends of ours in Malta playing it uh, for a live run through. I don't. Do I need to describe Dixit? I mean, it's maybe one of the ultimate party games. Uh, yep. You know, somebody. Uh, picks a word that is inspired by one of the cards in their hand. Everybody else tries to find a card that matches that word. We, um, you know, shuffle them all up, reveal them, and everybody tries to figure out, well, which was the one that was mine when I came up with the word sarsaparilla or whatever it might have been. Super simple to play. Um, And the reason, I mean, this is so important to me is not the gameplay, is not the amazing art. Um, It is the fact that when Jen and I were living in Malta, there was a time when um, Jen's folks, uh, her dad and her stepmom, would come over once a year and visit us. And uh, we, as a foursome, would travel all over Europe, and Africa, for that matter. And uh, whenever that was the case, I would always try to take some games to play along. And Dixit, which... Um, if you want to, you can have Dixit be nothing other than just a deck of cards. You do not need the board. You do not need the markers. You just need the deck of cards and something to keep track of score. And, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything fancier than everybody just revealing three or one or two. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, any of the fancy components, just the cards. So it was like one of our ultimate, hey, just take this anywhere kind of games. And if we were ever found ourselves in a place where, oh, we're sitting at a table with other people because we're in some kind of tour or something like that, what are we going to do? 
well, I've got this deck of beautiful cards. You want to play some Dixit? So, I mean, I have played this game with Jen and her parents so many times, and we have so many fond memories of this from all over Europe and Africa. I, we played this on the Matterhorn. We played this on Safari wow. in Botswana. And um, the, the other thing, too, that is so meaningful, I mean, uh, Jen's dad, who um, you know was actually a, an accounting professor, he never really showed any interest in any kind of game, no matter what, which ones I tried that had any kind of real calculations and whatnot, but uh, he just really took to this, and Ed is his name. His brain is so different than anybody else's. Whenever it was his turn to um, you know, come up with a word and then play the, and everybody's like, every, and we could always tell his, because his was the one card that had nothing to do with the word that he said, inevitably, without fail. And Jen and I still laugh about that to this day. Uh, so we just have so many... Um, you know, personal family memories from this game. I could have also, at the same time, I could have put Hanabi in this space as well. It's almost a tie between the two, because that was another great one. And um, But that one led to some frustration, because Ed was never really... You know, he would just give the same clue. Ed, you already told me that, that about that one. You don't have to tell me again, and stuff like that. Whereas Dixit was just about perfect, and um, it's why it is our number three most thankful game of all time. Dixit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, that's so cool. I love that you have so many different stories associated with one game. And, uh, you know, talking about Jen Zeta, that's fantastic. I, you know, that's that's what we're all about, friends. You know, connecting with each other over at the tabletop over different games. And um, the fact that you play this on the Matterhorn and also in Africa. Yeah. That, that's a well-traveled game, my friend. That's yes, great. yes. Oh, yeah, th th those are some beat-up cards. You can tell pretty easily the uh, promo cards we've got or the ones from the expansions compared to the original deck. Nice. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, let's move on to our number two game. What do we got? Thankful for. I'm going to assume that you've never talked about this following game on this channel at all. Lords and Ladies. <laughs> this no, I is not. This is a card game, and it's sort of got that whole downtown, uh, downtown Abbey uh, feel, you know, upstairs, downstairs, you know, and... I am playing the game there with Becca Scott. And Look at you all on. dressed up, very fancy, with no beard. Yes, it's a fancy game. It's a you know, it's a it's all about you know uh, the uh, Brits and uh, their you know social circles and what you're trying to do. Look at you! Uh, you I weigh like I'm thirty more pounds. Look at that! <laughs> and uh, it, it's a you're trying to grow through generations. Sorry, yes, talking about uh, the game. Talking about the game. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pairing up, uh, you know, lords and ladies to increase their family size and their influence. You're trying to marry up socially in order to get more points. You get gold coins, and at the end of the game, whoever has the most gold wins. I oh no, I actually think it's a race to thirty. Um, but you know, there's a lot of take that in this game, which oh, you never okay. would have thought. But there is take that. You play gossip cards because the social mm. circles are going to be talking about. Oh, so-and-so's got, you know, had a baby out of wedlock and stuff like that. So you play take that cards. The thing, though, that's interesting, if you play a gossip card, someone else has to play the exact same one, then it then it becomes take that. If it isn't, then it doesn't take um, it doesn't take place. But here's the thing. Why is it my number two most thankful game for? I'm going to tell you this right now, Richard. 
If yeah. it wasn't for this game, I would not be here talking to you right now. Okay. This is the the first time I ever got on camera to play a game or talk about a game or anything. Um, I was working for Geek and Sundry at the time, but I was a writer. So I wrote articles about games. I interviewed store owners, stuff like that. My editor at the time, Terry, shout out to Terry. She said, hey, Ruel, would you ever want to be on Game the Game with Becca? I was like... Of course. I mean, you're going to pay me to go hang out with Becca Scott and play games, or you're going to feed me, you're going to play me. I mean, it was this is like I mean, a real on studio, Legendary Studios owned Geek and Sundry at the time. I don't know if they still do, but I went to the studio, I spent a whole day there, and I got to know everyone, and Becca, you know, we just a wonderful host, wonderful person. I became friends with her and the director, Jake's, uh, Jake Michaels. They invited me back several times on the show, yeah. and it just gave me the confidence to say, hey, I can be on camera and you know i mean i was nervous as heck i don't know if you can tell there but i was so nervous i you know and i was like just play the game enjoy and i you know it, it's because of that experience i decided hey when the pandemic hit i asked michelle and lauren you want to live stream games wow and i just everything i know about hosting a game i learned from becca i kid you not because she is a pro she's oh, a God, pro's yeah. pro just you know i if i can even do it one hundredth of uh, as good as she did then i'm doing an okay job uh she you know, I, I look at her as a mentor and it's, you know, because of the confidence I built and just the uh, the fact that they invited me back so many times and, you know, I was able to say, hey, I'm going to live stream a game now and I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And so that's why it's my number one game that I'm thankful for, because it put me in this chair right now. Being able to work with you for the last year is because of my experience on Game the Game. Wow. And is the game good? It's it's okay. It's, uh, you know, it, it's I'm, I'm not gonna try. To, I'm not gonna say it's the greatest game. It's not the the worst game for me. Honestly, the thing that um is a little and you could fix this. It goes on a little too long for what it is. Okay. It's very light. Mm. It takes it's about forty five minutes. It should be a twenty minute game. Honestly, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are ways to fix that. We we played the whole game for the video, which is fine. Uh, but the thing that made it a lot of fun was just the role playing. Like you're sure, doing, yes, yes, yes. You, you just up get like in the character. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a lot of fun. So. Uh, I you know for a fun light game I, I definitely recommend just you know find a way to shorten it which is just play with fewer points that's wow. all but that's our number two lords and ladies okay that's an excellent one but we saved the best for last I know this yes. is probably be a pretty uh, important game for you too but yeah number one do you you know what it is right it's probably not yeah, a big surprise I was gonna put it on my list yeah uh, I was gonna put it on my list but we I haven't knew. figured this out uh, well what do you guess the my number one uh, most thankful game is pandemic right hey good guess good guess <laughs> yep. Um, and I mean, this is my origin story game. I mean, Ruel just had a couple of, uh, you know, different ones, but, um, actually, like by count, like three or so, but this is the game, uh, for folks who don't know you, if you do a search on Google for Rado first 10 games, I tell the story in great detail about how I was looking for a game for my wife and I to play while we were going to be doing a road trip through France. And I was just looking for a copy of Travel Scrabble, but I accidentally found myself in a game store, Blue Highway Games in Seattle, Washington. And they said, I will not sell you this Travel Scrabble. You tell me who you are, what you like, and uh, I'll find the right game for you. And they gave us Pandemic. And Jen and I, we had a great road trip seeing Mont Saint-Michel and all kinds of places on the west coast of France, but none of that uh, held a candle to rushing back to the camper van every night uh, to play Pandemic and lose again under a fluorescent light. And when we got home, I mean, that just changed the direction of my life completely. That was when I was still a full-time and very ardent video game player and maker. I was a creative director in the video game industry. But within two years, give or take, of playing Pandemic for the first time, 
I had retired from the video game industry because board games had so thoroughly and completely supplanted any um, uh, love or enjoyment I could get out of playing video games because uh, board games are just so much better uh, for, yeah. for my taste anyway. And I owe it all to, I mean, I owe it all to just a lucky happenstance that I happened to find that clerk who refused to sell me Travel Scrabble. I did end up getting a copy of Travel Scrabble too, and we did take it and we didn't play it once. I still hold on to it as a representation of the road that could have been. But Pandemic put me on the best road uh, for me and my wife living our best lives. So I am forever, and I've told uh, designer Matt Leacock this in person and embarrassed the heck out of him, um, how he completely, radically changed the direction of my life for the better. And I'll be forever thankful to... uh, Pandemic. Never mind the fact that it's absolutely an amazing game, and Pandemic Legacy Season 1, which we're showing here, has also given me the single greatest gameplay experience of any genre of any game type of my entire life. Pandemic, yeah. number one. Yeah, no no surprises there. Uh, Pandemic also, folks, real quick, um, I, that's the game that got me into the hobby as well. Yep. I bought it. I watched it on Will Wheaton's tabletop. I said, that looks cool. I bought a game as a present to myself on my birthday. Michelle and I played it. She didn't really enjoy it as much as I did, but I ended up soloing it for a month straight, and that pretty much launched uh, launched wow. me the hobby. I, so I this would have so been much. on your list, but you knew it was going to be on mine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, yeah, yep. and I, I love that. You know, again, that story. It's the story, the connections, and how your life has our lives have changed. You know, for the better because of board games. There, yep. It's just there's something about that. You know, these little bits of cardboard and <laughs> dice and meeples and stuff. Heck, they, they changed our lives, and I cannot be more thankful for all of these games. So, yeah. And you're not for nothing, list. too. Pandemic, I'm also thankful that it um, is a game, what, it came out, what, in 2008, 2009, that said, hey, how about we have a game that celebrates something other than um, heroes slaying monsters or rich people getting richer? Which were really, those are the two things you could do. You could be a wizard fighting monsters, or you could be a captain of industry getting richer. And uh, hey, how about we just be first responders, bravely saving the planet? How about we make a game about that? Um, You know, really ahead of its time, pandemic. Seriously, yeah, the true heroes, right? The the true heroes of everyday life. And let's put them front and center. I love that too. The scientists, you know, no, yes, love it. All right, well, that's it, folks. Our 10 favorite games, or not our 10 favorite games, our 10 games we are most thankful for. And were you listening? Did you hear one of us say the word Tron at some point? Uh, you know, and I put on the Tron colors. Let me go back over yes. to the overhead view Perfect. one more time. <laughs> I've got I've got mine set to Tron. Um, uh, so we, we, it's not now that we're saying Tron, but on one of those 10 games, Ruel or I said Tron. And if you heard it, then send the name of that game as the subject to contest at Rotto.com um, to win either this awesome mat with the LED stripes. Let me turn the uh, sparkly lights back on uh, just to celebrate a little bit more when they start animating. <laughs> there we go. Um, or, or, let's not forget this absolutely amazing one of the best gamer bags I have ever seen with all the flexibility it has the adventurer um, with the way that you can actually strap your game mats on the way you can reconfigure the straps so they work for you better the endless amounts of storage and sub storage and sub storage that it has the waterproofedness um, a lot to be thankful for right there from a sponsor of the show, uh, Crafting Kingdoms. And if you want to win this or that, folks, uh, get that email going and uh, send it in, uh, the name of the game in the subject, and we will enter you to win on the next time we film an R&R show. And, oh, by the way, I should say, by the way, folks, if you're looking at it now and you're saying, hey, why don't I see them now? Remember, my camera 
It's my camera is low so that I'm kind of above it. This is like if you are if you have your eyes down like this, you can't really see the color around. But if you're sitting up or standing, I can see it just fine. So just wanted to mention that. That's why I had the overhead camera so you could see. Um, phew. Well, yeah. are we Dunsville? We we are Dunsville for now, and um, we just want to say thanks again to everyone for joining us. And if you celebrate, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, definitely. And. Um, if you would like a little bit more, folks, hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen or follow the links down in the show notes to go to the extended version of this. You will be able to skip to exactly the end of this show because right now we're go- we are leaving this show behind, but in the extended version of the show, we are telling um, our, our other top 10, our numbers uh, six, uh, 10 through 6, and then that man is actually going to be live streaming Helionox Chronicles, which is uh, ending its run on Kickstarter very soon. So if you want to check that stuff out, you'll be able to see all of that. But that is it, folks. Thank you, Ruel, for being the best co-host ever. Thank you, audience, for being the best audience ever and for supporting the show. And, of course, thanks to a sponsor of the show, Crafting Kingdoms. Have a very nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye. Done. Ooh. Woo-hoo. Wow. Okay. That, I, I'm going to tell you, I didn't expect to get so uh, emotional during this show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Wow. 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 Okay. Yep. Cool. It was a 10 hanky alert this episode. Um, Seriously. All right. Okay. Well, Should let's we, uh, keep it simple the... because you got to get ready to play. In fact, actually, yeah. do you want to start setting yourself up? Because we have to uh, do a you test go now. Over the, uh, other games that weren't on the list, uh, real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that first. Test. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to do, I'll do mine real quick. 10 through six. Yeah. It was number 10 ship shape. Uh, thankful for that one. Rob Davio game. that's totally overlooked. Um, came out a couple of years ago, but why are you uh, thankful? abstract, abstract. Uh, why am I thankful for that one? Gosh, why did I put that? Uh, same thing. It was, uh, just connecting with, uh, friends and family. Okay. It was right. one of those games that plays six players and it goes by really quickly. Uh, number nine, uh, was heroes of land, air and sea. Uh, it's mm. the Scott Alms game. That's not tiny, but it is epic. It's yes. huge. I'm thankful for this for a specific reason. I know that Roy Canada is a huge fan of that. Uh, he loves 4X games, and because of that, he was inspired to create his game, Last Light, which oh, wow. I think is going to be one of the best 4X games ever. His okay. game, it, it does the 4X experience in an hour. It's so much fun. It, it's a That would have been game. another great game, Somalia entry, but it's not available yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight, I was thankful for the game Fort, um, because I played the original Fort. It was called SPQF. And that game, it had it showed how great it was, but the icons and the art was just meh. They're how great not, it was, not but good the at icon right. it was really right. tough to, to parse. But they meh. did a really cool theme, very playful theme, and kept the great gameplay in Fort. Uh, number seven, Wingspan, for obvious reasons, uh, such a game changer in yeah. the industry, so forth. And my number six, six Marrakesh. Not the Stefan Feld one, but oh, the, the one older that came one. out yeah. like 10 We've years ago. The older one. For, yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you uh, why that one, because it was it's a roll and move game. There are no roll and move games. That one does it right. It's a roll and move uh, slash uh, area control game. It can be a little mean, but um, we, we still play it as a family. It's a fun family game. But those are my 10 through 6. What about you? I was expecting to see a Sid Saxon game on your list, quite frankly. I, I was really close, honestly. I yep. was really close to putting on. Um, Just thankful for Sid. Yeah, I was going to put a Sid Saxa, very close to putting on Reiner Knizia's Decathlon, the Roland. Oh, not, sure, not Reiner, sure, sure. I was thinking about that one in the Sid Saxon game. I was thinking about Can't Stop because uh, yep, it's classic. That, yep, yep. Well, I had one similar. I was going to put Magic the Gathering in my number 10. Not because I really, yeah, I, I mean, thought, I played the game yeah, a lot sure. back in the day. Jen and I really yeah. got deep into it. We played tournament level games and stuff. Yep. I would not want to play it a million years now because it's to me, it's so ancient and just not a good fit. I mean, Dominion yeah. Kills 
uh, Magic as far as I'm concerned. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm thankful that Magic exists because it's the reason the industry exists, quite frankly. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, Magic the Gathering is so transformative on so many levels, and it basically kept so many friendly local game stores afloat in the years Ooh. before Kickstarter became the main distribution method of your of uh, designer-style games. Um, yeah. Number nine was Voyages, which we've talked about uh, from... Oh, yeah. um, Oh, who is it? I don't remember the designers. I think, uh, was it Gilbert or Dunstan was one of them and somebody else? Yeah. Um, it was a game that came out last year on Kickstarter. It was, hey, look, just give us five bucks and we'll send you the PDF so you can print out this wonderful little roll and write. And, you know, it's not the first they ever did it, but it was the first to be successful at it. And since then, there has been an explosion of people. Look, I'm just trying to make 500 bucks here or a thousand bucks here. Just give me three bucks and here's my game. Here's my passion. Here's my love. Yeah. And they basically created an avenue for an entire generation of people to be able to flex their creative muscle and make games. And I absolutely love it, and I'm thankful because Voyage has made that possible. Uh, number yeah. eight, uh, again, I thought you were going to do a Sid Saxon. I was going to one-up you and say, I'm thankful for Yahtzee. Um, oh, yeah. And I was going to go back even <laughs> yeah. farther uh, yeah. because, again, nice. I mean, the industry owes so much to that. The only, as far as I'm concerned, the only truly great classic family board game, forget about your Monopolies or your Saris or any of, or Clue yeah. or any of them, Yahtzee holds up to this day. And, of course, it is um, so woven into the DNA of so many big, major hits. Uh, and I, I, I think we all, the industry owes a debt of gratitude should be thankful to Yahtzee. Number seven Agreed. was, it could have been Messina 1347 or We Care, either one, because those were both games okay. that came out during the pandemic, and both of them had portions of their sales go to Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. So it was very much the same thing yeah. you had with uh, Rap Gods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, So I had one as well. Uh, you know, They didn't quite make as big a splash, as I had no idea that all, uh, all happened with Rap mm-hmm. Gods, but it's the same basic idea. You know, um, developers you know, saying, look, I, I, I want to actually change the world other than just make another uh, fun game to play. And then my number six was a three-way tie between Helvetia, the first thing I ever filmed, um, on a whim (sighs) because I saw somebody randomly on BoardGameGeek and that led to where we are. Or it could have been um, Ground Floor, uh, the uh, first game that ever really got any attention for my channel because Penny Arcade mentioned it in a blog post. And so that was my Uh first big... uh, you know, hit video, or it could have been Zolk in the Mind Calendar because I got Zolk in the Mind Calendar covered months before any other channel, uh, back when there weren't many channels. And that one, two uh-huh. of Ground Floor and then Zolk in the Mind Calendar really kind of put me into the upper echelon, such as it was 10 years ago, and uh, were like real cornerstones of my early success. So I had to give thanks to both of those as well. Phew, yeah. that was a whole bunch wow. of things to be thankful for. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm, you know, it's all again. They all have great stories, but I'm glad that we went with the ones we did because those are really those stories that we talked about. Well, those uh, are the ones I, that I made us go, blubber like babies. So they're pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, I, I think that's great, and it shows the power of board games. You yes, know, very right much there. so. Okay, okay. so. I'm going to go uh, take a quick bio break and get ready here. So are we going to uh, go cut to a uh, break screen? Or? Well, here's the deal. Um, you, We've never done this before, folks. Ruel's about to do a playthrough of, um, well, maybe about to do a playthrough of Helianox. And our plan was just say, hey, just continue, right? Let's just yep. um, uh, keep going. Um, and so what I've done is, let me see if this is working here. I have set up this page that, um, you know, hey, it's it's like Ruel streaming. It's just that he is streaming 
to me via Discord, and then I am streaming from Discord onto Twitch uh, so that we don't have to stop the stream and restart. Now, I don't know if this is going to work. This could be very dangerous, quite frankly. But um, we could give it a go. Or alternatively, you've got my stream key, so we could just stop and we say, hey, everybody, hang around for a little bit. Ruel will be back in five minutes, and he'll be streaming this game. I don't know. Do you want to gamble? I'm not sure if we should, quite frankly. Really? Okay, yeah. If you're not comfortable with it, then yeah, we, we should probably just stick to how we would normally. Uh, Here's the thing things. I didn't anticipate. I've got this extra little picture that I can't get rid of. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, because because this is yeah. I've just made Discord full screen. Yeah. Can I hide okay. this thing? Deafen focus? Nope, I can't. So this just no. I mean, okay. I can't push it off the screen or anything. So that's yeah. just weird having this little thing hanging around. All right. Yep. Well, that was a thought okay. exercise we had, but it's not gonna happen. Here's what's okay. going to happen instead, folks. Ruel is going to go take a bathroom break. Say goodbye, yep. Ruel. Bye, everybody. Um, and I... Oops, where are we? And then I am going to chat with you folks for a little bit. And um, when Ruel says... When El says in the chat, hey, I'm ready to go, I'm going to stop the stream, he's going to start the stream, and he's going to play Helionox Chronicles, and ha- and you will have a great old time. Because like as he said right up front at the beginning of the show, he's got the new components that I did not have when I did a run-through for. So if you'd like to see a really cool deck builder where you uh, work to save the solar system from the sun collapsing, you'll want to check this out. Uh, so that's going to start in a few minutes after he goes on break and is sure that he is ready to stream. And in the meantime, then, what we're going to do is I am going to... Uh, I don't need Discord anymore. I'll just go ahead and minimize that, and I'll see if you folks have any questions. We'll do a little bit more Q&A if you've got any questions for us. Now, um, and you know what? Ah! Uh, let's uh, all right, just ask me questions right now, folks. I'm not going to bother with having to do the question mark and all that. Although I'll see if any are in the queue. Let's see. I have to re-log in because I closed it a bit ago. All right. And it looks like, hey, all right, that's a good question, uh, B. Travis72. What game would benefit from a retheme? Uh, any sports game? <laughs> um, any game about... I see. Okay, no, I mean, I, I could go very broad like that, but let's go specific. Let me pull up the Board Game Geek Top 100. That'll be a, a good metric. Let's just go to BoardGameGeek, BoardGameGeek.com, and I will narrow it down. Where is it? I come over here, and uh, I click on that, and I click on this. I say browse, show me all board games, and now we are looking at the top 100 board games of all time. Which of these do I think should be rethemed? Hmm. Uh, Twilight Struggle is really good, but my wife really hated that theme. So for us, I mean, I'd like to play it with her, although it is kind of probably a bit too war game-ish, so probably not that one. Nemesis looks really cool. And the thing is, Nemesis is just trying to recreate the aliens experience in board game form. And I'm just being selfish. I wish that was um, it was you know like a high fantasy setting so that my wife would enjoy playing it with me because I would definitely like to try Nemesis but my wife will never play it with me as long as it will literally give her nightmares by reminding her of James Cameron's Alien so that's always a problem so that would be one um, uh, let's see here what else. <sighs> Boy, every time I see anything based on the works of uh, um, oh Arkham, what's his name? 
H.P. Lovecraft, I'm always thinking, did it have to be H.P. Lovecraft? I know it's free, but I mean, geez, the, the baggage that comes with it. I mean, if games could do H.P. Lovecraft the same way that Lovecraft Country did, where it actually grappled with the uh, subject matter, the origin, the author of all of it, that would be really great. But I mean, can't complain too much. I mean, I guess you're kind of taking it back, right? Uh, so that's probably okay. What else? Puerto Rico, of course, got a wonderful retheme. That would definitely be one I would mention. But it got the beautiful retheme to make it set, um, you know, what, 30 years after the original game when it was a free country and they were trying to rebuild after colonization. So that's a good one. Uh, but it's already been done. Let's see here. No, I mean, you couldn't have Blood Rage be anything, but uh, Vikings, could you? Right. Um, all right, I'm at, at 50. And so far, well, I've, I've mentioned a couple that I think could have been cooler. Oh, you know what? It's not in the top 100. It's not anywhere. But I'll mention one that really drives me nuts. It just popped into my head. Reef. Reef is 100% abstract. It's a beautiful little uh, game where you've got these really cool pieces. We just talked about this last week. And the thing is, they don't even bother trying to give it a theme. You're just like, oh, you're just a disembodied force of nature trying to make coral reefs grow. But with the tiniest bit of work, the developers could have made this about actually trying to repopulate reefs because there are scientists out there in the world doing what you do in this game, purposely, specifically trying to get specific elements of coral reefs to grow and interact to to basically regenerate coral reefs around the world. And it drive me nuts when I played Reef that they didn't do that so they could actually tell a story about heroic scientists trying to save the world rather than making it a purely abstract. They wouldn't have to change anything other than give it a really cool setting, and they didn't. So that's my number one choice uh, for games that need a, uh, a retrieve. Is Ruel back yet? I do not see him yet. So let's see. Have anybody else... All right. Uh, nope. Okay, so none of you have asked any questions. Um, oh, wait, no, uh, Tispaco did. A good, fun, and crunchy two-player game. No, we actually talked about that one anyway, didn't we? Because we talked about our uh, top ten um, uh, two players earlier. Uh, let's see here. And Ruel's not here, and you folks are being quiet. Ask me questions. I am here, ready to answer them. Let's see here. I'll just scroll through and see if there's any questions. Actually, can I do a Control-F? No, I can't. Um, Beedle-doop. Um, let's see. Oh, and that was just, uh, right. Okay. Nope. That was just, uh, boy, I am not used to trying to fill time. How can I fill time? If you folks don't want to, I mean, there's 50 of you. You could answer. Oh, oh, okay. Victory. Ask me a question. Okay. I don't know what to do if you don't have questions for me, folks. I'm hopeless. Alrighty. Let's, uh, crunch that one. And let's see here. Any good campaign games for Christmas that you can play in an hour or less per mission? Well, the big campaign I want to start playing is Frosthaven. That is not an hour or less per mission. Interestingly, if funny you should mention that, of course, Helionox is a game you can play less. It has a campaign and you can play less than an hour per mission, but that's not going to be available to anybody till next year. Let me think. Um, what do I like? Let me go to top.rado.com and just look through. All right, so games that have that are quick playing, that feature some kind of campaign play. Oh, um, is it right here? No, it's not. But I'm thinking... From Alexander Pfister, uh, Cloud Age 
if uh, if you're playing a two-player and you get good at Cloud Age, you can get that game done from start to finish in under an hour. And it has a nice little campaign. So I guess I would mention that one. Oh, and of course, uh, easy peasy. Again, Alexander Fister. The Oh My Good series um, with their expansions, because they've added two different campaign expansions. And um, also, Tybor the Builder had a built-in expansion too. Those are all games that have nice little six or eight chapter expansions, uh, or you know, mini expansions that have eight chapters that you play through a story and there's choices you make and it evolves the world. I would highly recommend those. And um, with that out of the way, I will unpin these messages because I think I just heard of a beep from Ruel saying, um, it, all right, oh, uh, he's got, right. For him to, uh, to stream to my channel, he needs a secret code, which apparently it's going to send me any second now, um, the security code that we'll need. So uh, log in, Ruel, and I'll get you that code, and then we'll be ready to jump over. Uh, although I'm very proud of myself. I thought of something. All right. What, says Daryl, are some of my favorite... Um, what was it? My Oh, I need to make this bigger. I suddenly can't see it anymore. My favorite expansions for games. Whew, let's see here. Well, I'm still not getting a security code for you. How exciting. Are you sure you need it? Because you got one from me earlier. Maybe you can just get in without the security code? Maybe. I, you'll tell me in a second. Alrighty, what do I need to do? I need to go to games.rado.com, right? But then I... No, no, I need to go to ranked.rado.com. But then I need to change it, because this is a list of all the games I own that are games, but I need to say, no, not games, expansions, please. Um, oh, and I have to say not owned, but pre-ordered, because that it's a whole thing, which you can read about at faq.rado.com. So, um, expansions that I love. Of course, I've never ranked them, obviously, so that's not great. Let's uh, rank them by what Board Game Geek uh, ranks them. Let's see. Of all the expansions... Oh, what? Oh, okay, there we go. Geek ranking. There we go. Um, ba -ba -ba. Da, 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 da. So... Of all the expansions I own, Board Game Geek says Wingspan's European expansion is the best. It's a good expansion, but no, I wouldn't say so. Dominion Prosperity, that's not even the best Dominion expansion. Uh, Scoundrels of Skullports, I would say, is a very good expansion for Lords of Waterdeep because it really does take it to the next level and makes it a viable gate Gateway Plus game. So I'm thankful for that. Um, let's see. I really do like... On the Brink might be my favorite. Uh, even though nobody else likes it, I think the Hidden Trader mode in Pandemic on the Brink is fantastic. Feast for Owens the Norwegians might be certainly in my top five favorite expansions of all time because it fixes Feast for Odin. Feast for Odin was not a keeper for me. I was so disappointed by some of the design decisions there and the Norwegian expansions fixed them and made the game better than I could have imagined. So that one ranks very, very high for me. Same for um, Lost Ruins of Arnak, the expedition leaders, because I wouldn't say um, Lost Ruins of Arnak is a keeper unless you have the expeditions because you needed so much more stuff. Ruel, anything happening? I don't hear from you. Let's see. You did, last said um, three minutes ago that a code was going to be sent. Oh, a code has been sent, Ruel. A code has been sent. Okay. I don't know why it didn't make any sound, because I had it open. All right. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Did I type that in the right place? There we go. I'm feeling like I should not tell anybody else that code. Not that you have my stream key or anything like that. Um, of course, did I just... No, I just need to put that on the list. I don't think I did, anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Let me know, Ruel, if... Uh, all right, you, okay, Ruel is saying, okay, good to go. Um, 
And hey, there were a few expansions I really love, for reasons and somewhere I completely disagree with the Board Game Geek at Large community. Okay, folks, I am going to hang up. Just stay here. Within probably 60 seconds, you will find Twitch just automatically starts the next stream, which is Ruel playing Helionox, uh, playing a campaign game that can be finished in under an hour, to that previous question. And I think it'll be a good old time. So I am going to end the stream now, and hold on to your butts, folks. We'll be right back.